Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of December 17th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. As always. I've as actually been trying out always. some new stuff. Yeah. Can you believe it? Like what? What are we doing? This has been a good holiday for me. So, um, not to say new, but I'm having new experiences in it. I'm continuing to play Red Dead 2. Not really any updates there. I made it to the weird, like, Shake Shack outside of uh, San Denis. So, that's where I'm at. It's the beginning of Chapter 4, I guess. Okay, but, cool. um... Did, yeah, the main thing. And that's moving your camp, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I'm sure you can imagine shit gets hot and you have to scoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm good at scooting, so I scooch. Uh, I've also been playing uh, Xbox Games Pass, is like blowing that shit up, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so, I've actually been playing uh, Mutant Year Zero, which is available on Games Pass. Um, Games Pass has a lot of other really good shit I'm going to check out, too. Uh, Below, a game from uh, Cappy, finally came oh, okay. out, where yeah, you're like yeah. a little guy in a big world. Yeah. I love that shit. So, that's on there. And then also, Ashen, the new, like, sort of Dark Souls-y style, but different vibe going on, is out. And I'm going to check that out as well. Yeah, yeah, I um, saw that one on there. Um, I, I don't think my Game Pass is still going. I, I should probably check into that. Yeah, so I just, I'm, I'm going to hold on to it for a little while at least because it seems like Microsoft's really kicking ass supporting that. So Yeah, uh, it seems like there's some good stuff on there. <laughs> like now, like I know I picked it up when it was like Horizon, Forza. yeah. Oh, like like Forza uh, Horizon was just coming up there and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that looks really good. I think I, I think I had the opportunity to get two or three months for like $2. Right. So it, it was kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. so um, I've been playing Mutant Year Zero on that. You can kind of skip around in this video that we're showing. But, um, I mean, Mutant Year Zero originally is based on a tabletop role-playing game. Mm-hmm. People might not know about. Um, which, now I'm super into after seeing some of the mutations and stuff that's going on. Yeah, like, and, what's uh, the deal with the... Like, it seems like... I'm trying to, like, figure out what these enemies have going on. They have, like, one of those big... Uh, like ears that they would well, have yeah, for like a record is, uh, player. Yeah, that guy. Well, there's uh, several different things. So I'm not 100% sure about that guy in particular, but there's guys that use those to summon like additional enemies. Uh-huh. Um, there's guys that use those to do like sonic damage to you. There's like controllers that are kind of like the grays in uh, XCOM. Um, it is mm-hmm. like, as you can see, the combat is super inspired by XCOM. Um, but it really makes sense considering. This was originally a tabletop role-playing game? Yeah, that, I mean, that seems like a standard progression if you were right. looking to do a game off of a tabletop. That makes sense, for sure. Exactly. Like, the turn-based, the grid-based nature of it. Yeah, um, it, it slows it down so you can make those decisions that you would make. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, I've been That's having good. an extremely good time with that. Um, it's uh, So, when you're outside of combat, you're still controlling the same characters, Um the same three in this case, and you pretty much stick with those three throughout the game. It seems like. Yeah, and, it seemed um, it seemed like they were doing. Um, uh, it was like a seamless transition. Like there was no like yeah, instance yeah, yeah. that you. There's no to. loading. Yeah, you just you t- the instance is the little level like the it, it's zonal. So you're traveling an over map, which is just hey, click X here and they go there. Right. And then um, within these zones, I mean, they're not even they're not big. I wouldn't consider this even like slightly open world or anything 
Um, but once you're in the zones, you're kind of walking around exploring, trying to find scrap metal, trying to find uh, weapons parts. Uh, you sell the scrap to get money so you can buy new things, and then you um, use the weapons parts to up upgrade the weapons that you already have. So um, okay. I think that the economy of the game is really well laid out. It seems really fair. Um, you get pretty good oh, upgrades. Damn. The pacing's really good, and uh, yes, the the uh, the game's really like it, it's sort of difficult. It's really well balanced, though. So if you can like uh, your goal is sort of to scout out and see what's going on um, in as large of an area as you can on the map, and then when you find the enemies, kind of sneak around them and work right. your way over to like try to to stealth take out a couple of them yeah it just showed that um the i know the the mutated duck his name is d-u-x ducks the boar guy his name the is boar. Borman. okay yeah he I, he snuck up on the one side of a tree um yeah. flanking the last guy and he just blew that guy away like it was like point blank just yeah. the dude lit on fire yeah, there's some very good shit you can do in this game. Um, like, I mean, you'll find weapons that have their own strengths or whatever, and then sure. you tack on additional um, bonuses onto them and things like that, 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 you know, you kind of have to try to tactically set up. So everybody on my team has a silent weapon because I'm really stealth-focused the way I'm playing. Right. Um, That's probably a good way to go. For the, for the, yeah, well, I mean, first you will get, here. like, purely fucked up uh, if you're not sort of paying attention to what you're doing um like if you just uh stumble into a fight or something like you're you're not walking out of that you will get shredded right um so yeah it's it's really fun um it's kind of got some clever mechanics uh it looks like we're looking at like a like an like a hub area right now where it's like yeah this like is a, like a, a tower arc, quote unquote where everybody um is hanging out the, the like the mutants that survived so you're mutants um, obviously you're like a fucking talking, walking around animals, like some Looney Tunes shit going on over here. Yeah, and then there's about... also just mutated humans that you're hanging out with. Oh. But people that are not mutated are those like villains that are down on the ground level and you're like having to kill them because they're psychotic and they've like, they're very tribal and they try to kill everybody they come across. What about really the, funny. what about the girl on your team? What is she? Is she mutated? She's, uh, she... Yeah, she is. As you unlock... Uh, mutations, which is sort of like a, like an ability point or whatever in other games as you're uh -huh. leveling up. Um, your characters will get more and more kind of like mutated looking. So she has like a little horn on the left side of her head. And as uh -huh. you progress through the game, um, the horn will grow and she starts to get like kind of like ashy cracked skin, which is huh. really good. They don't have any like lotion in the future. So yeah, yeah. nothing so. you can do about that. So she starts to look more and more like demonic. Uh, we just rescued another guy that's got like glassy eyes, and he's got like big cracks on his face. That's, they're like scars, but there's something wrong, and like the scars haven't healed at all, and he's had them for a long time, you know. So, huh. stuff's very cool. I'm, I'm really getting into the world and everything that they're showing off here. Yeah. So this area that we're seeing in the video is like a hub that it, that has like it says visit the elder. There's a bar. There's yep. a place to like modify your weapon weapons. upgrade workshop um, shop over in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you can visit. Yeah, okay, those are shops for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah really the game looks really, 
Looks really good. What is it, like 10 bucks a game pass and you can get this, Ashen, and a handful of other really good games um, yeah. that are recent. And that's not even considering the other stuff that you can pick up. Right. So, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of older stuff on there as well that they're continuing to support and everything. Yeah. Definitely a good time to uh, good check deal. into Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Cool. What else got going on? And I've also been continuing to play um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Ah, uh, yes, me too. Um, which there is, they did release like a fairly big patch that kind of annoyed me. I had to like close out of the game and come back in. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, basically the uh, the update pretty much was um, doing a tiny bit of character balancing. And uh, also it was primarily trying to fix the online stuff, which some of the online like server-based combat still kind of messed up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I personally haven't had any problems with it. Okay. I've been able to get online uh, whenever I wanted and, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever I wanted to um, do in the online. Whatever mode I wanted to mm-hmm. play, whatever rules I wanted to, you know, chuck in there. Okay. So I, I, I keep reading about it, but I'm not seeing, hmm. uh, not seeing any problems with the online. Yeah. So. Interesting. But yeah, I've been uh, I'm just playing through the the like spirits mode or whatever. Yeah, the light mode or whatever that's called. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've I've played a little bit myself going through the spirit, uh, the world of light. I think it might be yeah. what it's called. Um, and that and and that's been a lot of fun. Uh, it gets like I was saying uh, before the podcast. Like it, it feels like the harder modes don't get like more difficult. They just mm-hmm. they can do things and they have things that allow uh, allow the enemy to just avoid whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, and that's like that's something that I typically don't like. It's kind of like a historic uh, like way to like if you select ultra hard difficulty or whatever, and they just it doesn't make the enemy any smarter, any more interesting, or give them new abilities or whatever. They just have like a fuck ton of health. And that's kind of what right. a lot of this stuff feels like. It's like it didn't actually make them any better. It's not like you used to be fighting a level two NPC and now you're fighting a level three NPC or whatever. They just give them these like kind of you know cheaty abilities to make it really hard to beat them, which sometimes is really cool. And I've heard a lot of like especially industry like um, like reviewers like Game Informer like Waypoint, and they're like, oh, it's really cool how they can kind of simulate that you're fighting Eevee because. Uh, somebody who's like changing elements or whatever it's like yeah but like it turns out it is kind of just cheaty and hammy and i don't super love it yeah yeah Yeah, i mean the thing for me is like i really feel like they're not getting like you're i don't feel like i'm fighting a higher level just because they're able to literally be in in, invincible, invincible like every 10 seconds or something yeah like that you have this uh flash or whatever that pops up and like over your character and when they flash you can't hit them and it usually happens when they grab on the edge of a stage and they're climbing back on you have that like it's like one second window of where you can't be hit by like a smash so if you climb back on and someone just you know line drive like ness just line drives your head clean up out of here um I mean, it's not going to knock you off the stage, which is what a lot of people, I feel like, wait for. They wait for someone to float back onto the edge, at least back in the day. 
you'd wait for someone to come back onto the ledge, and as soon as they pop back up, you let go of that smash attack, and then, yep. then they're done for. Uh, well, they, I mean, I understand why they don't, you know, why they fix that. It gives them that window of opportunity, but when they get that, when you knock them into the air and they're falling back down, mm-hmm. like I, that's definitely not fair. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, there's no way around that. It's just not useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also is really like stage dependent. If you're fighting a really hard fight, mm-hmm. the level that you're on makes all of the difference. There's just levels on that. If I was even fighting a level like three, I- I'll lose. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, just... you know, there's there's certain levels, too, where, like, if you get knocked off, you're just not getting back on if you don't have a certain upbeat character. Yeah, that, yeah. too. There's um, there, there's that one level that has the water running underneath it. I think mm. it's, like, a DK level. Um, oh, yeah, that one will fuck you right up. <laughs> yeah, if you fall in that water, I have yeah. never recovered from falling in the water. Mm-hmm. The whole time I've been playing this game. So, it's, like, that's, fall in the water. that's, that's a problem. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah some like, of the maps are really not about like you would never see that used in uh, like tournament play or anything just because it's so like cheesy. Yeah, like King, uh, like King K. Rule, you have to fight him there to get the character. Oh wow! I lost to him three Jesus. or four times just because he would like do this, um, this like belly, like he jumps in the air and does like a, a belly flop, mm-hmm. and it knocks it knocked me off the edge every time, <laughs> and. Uh, I yeah, it sucks. You can go into um, what is it? You if you're looking at the main menu and you have smash up in the upper left, and then under that you have spirits. Mm-hmm. It's that upper right hand one. Um, I think it's games and more. Yeah. If you fought somebody and you've lost, you can go into games and more, mm-hmm. and down in the bottom corner, a little door shows up, and it allows you to play against people that you've already lost oh. to, so they That's don't really come cool. back around. Um. But you do have to play a certain amount of times to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So if you lose to like I lost to um, like I lost to King K rule. I, I, right after the fight, I couldn't go there and fight him. I had to play another like ten minutes or a, like yeah. a number of fights, and then he would sh- like he would show up there. Okay. So if you've lost anyone, you can go back and and try it again. Yeah, it's cool that you can go back and do that again, but it's weird i mean you should not be able to lose like if they beat you in the fight you should just be able to instantly rematch yeah well i thought you had to do a like like a certain thing like you had to wait like that person you lost to well that's too bad now the next character will be the next character in the line that you get to fight and that person goes to the back Mm -hmm. that's how i thought it was done yeah but it's not apparently it's random again yeah yeah Cool. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah I'm, I'm still having fun, still getting through it. I think I have probably 98% of the characters unlocked. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of who I have left. Um, I just unlocked Krom and Cloud. Those were two of the last ones. I think I need uh, Greninja. Mm-hmm. I lost. I need Greninja. a lot. I'm still missing a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like my main thing. I'm like, I'm trying to collect. Like, I want to collect all of the characters, and then um, spirits. Like, I that and that's why I miss trophies. Yeah. Like, it would be yeah. so nice to have that like trophy, like table set up again. 
because that was so cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, and then you have like a, that article here that was talking about the update. Um, it wasn't a lot. It's, it's they're being very vague about it, like Nintendo always is. There was one problem that had people like questioning, uh, questioning the update, like what did it do to certain characters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and they're like, we have no idea because the patch notes didn't say what they did to what it did to specific. Right. Characters. It says like, hey, we made changes to this character, but it doesn't say what. Yeah. So that's leading people to try out everything, and mm-hmm. it's like almost situational. So that sucks. Yeah. Uh, so I, I imagine more of that will come if you guys are really like super uh, into the Smash community. Um, I would say probably hang out on the Smash Reddit. Um, that's where there, I, I know there are people compiling, uh, information on how, um, characters react with certain attacks, like delays of, uh, like attack or whatever. Um, yeah, I've also been playing a bit of, uh, Divinity here. We, uh, you know, we have our group game. I've been playing my solo game, so I've been basically doing that. Um, I, Pasty's been a bit more busy during the... Uh, lead up to Christmas, um, so even him and like us two haven't got together to play yeah. at all. Um, but my solo game's been pretty fun. I did everything on Fort Joy, the island of Fort Joy. I got the Brachus Rex armor, which uh, is if you wear any piece, it weakens you. But if you uh, have all of the, all of the pieces together, um, it gives you some pretty good buffs. So I'm still wearing that, even though I just got off the island. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been wearing it for a little bit. It might be time to start piecing together some other good stuff uh, for my main character. Um, he's a crystalline uh, crystalline cleric, so he does healing, uh, damage to undead, um, has a little bit of necromancy, mm-hmm. and uh, for the lifesteal. Yeah, for the lifesteal, basically. Nice. Um, and I'm working on getting everybody the ability to like move around the battlefield faster so they like jump to different uh places rather than um yeah rather than just having your characters like walk from place to place it's really helpful especially for like an archer to be able to i think i have two jump abilities with my archer and i have a teleport ability for her okay so she's just all control from the air uh so yeah, it's really fun to pick and choose, and it also kind of scratches that um, that D and D itch, you know. Yeah, it has that feel. Yeah. So that's really good. That's cool. Yeah, uh, you know. Aside from that, I jumped back in, played some Fallout. Um, it still has a mess of problems. God mm. damn, it has a mess of problems. Um, the lack of lack of npcs is still a thing but if you jump in with people it's still really fun um you kind of forget that you're doing quests that's one of the big problems is there's uh like the quests are like they're they're fun but even if you were to try to sit down and listen to everything that they were saying about the quest Mm -hmm. you would still probably miss most of it because you have teammates that are talking too yeah. So it is just like, okay, I'll go in my log and I'll look and see what it says. And 
Yeah, it would be. A, it, I feel like it would be a mess if there were like raiders that were talking to you, laying out the story, mm-hmm. and then you had your teammates talking over it because everything is separate, which is really annoying. Like if I activate something, it and you're on my team, it doesn't activate for you too. Which yeah, that's I, extremely annoying. I I fully disagree with that decision. That needs to be like that's a must have. But mm-hmm. it's so annoying that it doesn't. Um, and it didn't. It wasn't like oh. We figured this out that you know that's good. It was um, like, okay, well, I'm done with the mission. Oh wait, you're done with the mission. It still says I have to do this. Yeah. And it was all the way back at the beginning. So then you have to go help do the mission a second time. Um, yeah, that's annoying. Um, yeah. But the game is the the game is fun itself. I really like. I do enjoy building like camps. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I do. I I really like the outfits. The gameplay is, you know, it's to be expected. You know, it's it, it's it's Fallout. it's Fallout. Yeah, it's nothing fancy. Um, but god damn it, they need to do something to. Like it would be really nice for them to fix the rest of the issues that they have on this game, and while looking forward to the next game, like overhaul whole thing yeah Yeah. i don't want anything the same (laughs) uh i mean i i shouldn't say that like the vats is really good i do i mean i still enjoy vats the like within the single player game um Mm. there's still a lot of good stuff to be had but they need to kind of tear down their um their engine and like rebuild it like yes Keeping some of their tools, their tools are, are, they are important, but, you know, make them better. Stop coasting on the, you know, the Grand Theft, or the, um, like, Skyrim engine. Just like, like Fallout 3 engine. Yeah. It's, it's rough. It's, yeah, it really has not aged well, and it's, I mean, uh, like, we're only suffering for the quality of it at this point. Like I, I do think it aged well, but that was two generations ago. <laughs> yeah, it aged like, really well into mid three sixty. Yeah, now it's now yeah, it's, it's like in that. its it, it's it's in its later life and it's in its golden years. Some would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just at the point that it can't stand up on its own, and if it tries, it's breaking its hip. Mm-hmm. It, come on, yeah. we it's, need, um, need to I mean, move on. Yeah, it just, I mean, the game's just, I liked Fallout 4 more than some people did. Uh-huh. And the, even that is like, it, it's almost like a, the complaints about um, Red Dead 2, where it's like, okay, every, I like what's going on, I like what you're doing here, but the fucking controls feel like they're from 1983. Yeah. Yep. Like, this definitely suffers from a similar issue. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of games do that, and like, and then people complain about another game that we're going to be talking about later, Borderlands. Mm. where's borderlands it's like they were suffering from that too but guess what they thought about it and they're like yeah we need to fix all of that first and it i mean if the game comes out and it looks the same everyone will have the right to be just pissed off but Mm -hmm. we saw their tech engine at um gdc 2017 yeah and they're doing things that are really really cool so yeah sure coast on make your first game develop that you know that engine make your second game with the master version of that engine but the Mm -hmm. third game you have to do something different 
Like, yeah, it's. I mean, it kind of at this point, you know, it kind of just feels like a crash or uh, like a cash grab. You know, like, well, let's try to, you know, squeeze a little bit, a little bit more blood out of that diamond. Like, there's really no more left to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. But it's still it's still pretty fun to play um with you know with a few people. You know, if you if you don't have anything else that's like really like really impressive to play mul- uh multiplayer this holiday, you know, you're not into Fortnite, you're not into um like any of the other multiplayer things. I mean, I could see people and you're really into Fallout. I can see people playing this uh, and enjoying it. And I, you know, I would actually at that point I would recommend it. Like Red Dead Online, I don't know, it didn't really grab a hold of me. Yeah, and that still needs a lot of work from my bird as well. Yeah, well, man, the character creator right out of the gate mm. is terrible. Yep. Like you can see the just like how bad it is right out of, right from the start, and then not only that. Like, the options for the characters are terrible. You can't make a good-looking character in that game. It's not po- like it's not really possible. If you are if you are making a male character, he is going to be a toothless piece of shit. Like, yeah. I, I, there's... I don't know. You have to pay $5.99 to have teeth. Yeah. $5.99 per tooth. Per tooth. I, I did... Okay, so in, uh, I was in Fallout... I was waiting for uh, Blonde Bombshell to pop on. She's who I usually play all of this with. And uh, it says a nuke is getting ready to strike. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was stoked, you know? I was like, I'm ready for the the ever after. I was hoping it would land right on me. And, like, I was hoping it was going to be a big radius. It is a very small radius mm-hmm. uh, for a nuke. Mm-hmm. It's, like... Like, if you're looking at the whole map, it's like if you take your fingers and you touch your thumb to your index finger, it's mm-hmm. that big on the whole map. That circle that you're creating with your finger. Um, Maybe that's why he puts his thumb up in the classic vault boy icon. Yeah, because his <laughs> thumb could cover up the spot like, that it makes on the map. The um, it's It's like, God damn it. And like the worst part is, from where I was on the map, mm. I felt a rumble in my controller. I saw it pop up and say that there was a nuke coming. I didn't get to see the bomb from where I was on the map. I didn't get to see a mushroom cloud. I didn't get to see anything. It was as if nothing happened. If they didn't tell me, I wouldn't have known. Damn. It's like, and that's supposed to be like the end all be all. You know what I mean? Mm. It's rough. More rough, more rough stuff happening. Crazy. Cool. Um, And, you know, aside from that, of course, uh, we had the Pokemon Go holiday uh, update. Yeah, that's hitting, like, um, what, Tuesday? Oh, yeah, that's hitting hitting Tuesday. We're still doing the... um, Community days or whatever. Yeah, all of the, like, which I've got nothing out of, by the way. I don't know about, like... I got one that I needed. I I never got Moltres. Okay. Um, I got Moltres out of that uh, that seven day um, complete missions or whatever. Oh, okay. so that's the only yeah. one I needed. I had I have um, all three of the dogs. Um, mm. What did they ever? Who else ever got opened up to that? Um, 
That might be it. Yeah, legendary birds, legendary dogs. That's it. Okay. They need to put the Reggies in there, but I know they use them for uh, raids. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then raid wise, you can get the Reggies. You can get um, uh, Lugio. Lugio. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Chris Alia and the other one. Chris Alia and. I mean, everyone can get kind of rotation. I've seen like yeah. Save a Lie in, in there before. Like, yep. Not something yeah, yeah, it's nothing crazy. Um, but have you have you evolved to anybody with those Sinnoh stones yet? No, I have one and I haven't done it yet. Oh yeah, I got a. That's what I was saying before the show. I, I found a shiny Dusclops. Yeah. There were so many Dusclopses in this nest that I was at that I ended up being able to evolve them straight up to a shiny uh, Dusk Noir, which looks pretty lame. The shiny Dusclops. That's the, the third guy, or whatever the first one is. Yeah, that's there's. That like dust skull is the first one. There's the middle dust one, skull, and then glass. you use. Yeah, those you are both use really cool stone. looking. And then I use the stone to get uh, whatever the peak level dust noir. Yeah, the noir. Totally, he looks totally that's, lame. It's it's one of those good. ones where he looks basically the same, but with like instead of being black and gray, it's blue and silver or something. It's horrible. Weak. And he's extremely low CP. Oh, that, that sucks. Yeah, I've um I, I've really been trying to get. A shiny uh, Magikarp. Still, no, no dice. I think I'm. I, I've had to have caught well over six hundred. Like, I've I've had enough to evolve. It's crazy. Into a Gyarados six times now. Mm-hmm. I've caught that many, and it takes four hundred, and you can get maybe six out of each catch, maybe, yeah. which I usually don't. Just it's it, yeah, it's rough. That yeah, I haven't had I haven't had much um, haven't had much luck. But mm-hmm. the uh, the holiday event looks pretty good. Um, more ice type Pokemon uh, will frequent, um, and it says Deli Bird is back. I think I already have one of those. I never got Deli Bird. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm looking yes. at some of these uh, gifts that you can get, like Smoochum, mm. uh, Munchlax. I think I have all of those, too. Yeah, they're... Um, so, yeah, starting on the 18th, Ice types are going to be a lot more common. Jinx, Sneasel, Swinub, Snow Run. I need Snow Runs. Uh, Spiel and Snover. I definitely need Snovers. Yeah, I um, think I... Certain other Pokemon are also going to be hanging out, such as Pikachu with Festive Hat until January 2nd. Um, I mean, they're showing... Um, the What's the little poison frog some bitch's name? Yeah, I they're showing him. I never got one of those. Yeah, I don't think um, I have that one either. There will be plenty of bonuses for the event from the 18th to the 22nd. Trainers will be able to enjoy double candy for tra- for catching and transferring Pokemon. Then from the 22nd to the 26th, earn double catch Stardust. So that's nothing. Uh, from 26th to the 30th, earn double XP. Um, and then from 30th to the second, incubators are twice as fast. That's good. Um, I do like the incubators. Yeah, that that one's always <laughs> that one's helpful. good. You can yeah. also buy a Deli Bird themed sweater, gloves, and boots starting on the 18th. That's kind of funny. No thanks. I like that. <laughs> I, I never, I will never spend coins on anything that's not incubators, but it's cool that that's an option, I guess. I mean, I, I do. I don't spend it on incubators just because, like, we go to like Disney so much, so it mm-hmm. doesn't really like. I could put extra egg. Like, I'm not getting anything out of eggs that I don't need at this point. Or that that That's is true. useful for me, yeah. um, especially useful anymore. 
they removed the one thing that was use, yeah, useful for me. Mm-hmm. It was um, Mr. Mime. You could get him out of the Aloan eggs. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, Toxic Grub. Grim said is the frog. Yeah. He's right. Good call, Grim. Um, but yeah, I need a Mr. Mime. That's the last one I need uh, aside from Mewtwo for the original. Damn. Um, and it's like, God damn it. I, I think I've hatched just get fucking countless mm-hmm. seven like that's all i've been hatching for probably since well before like since it started that's all i've been hatching the only mm-hmm. other time i hatch anything else is just to get rid of it <laughs> like if i accidentally yeah, basically everything i hatch like i'm hoping to get somebody that's really high cp mm-hmm. and you get a ton of candies yeah but otherwise it's a waste of time so like I've been like I'll, I'll pick up other little things like I picked up the Gengar hat when they first brought in the Team Rocket stuff I bought the Rocket outfit with in-game currency or whatever mm-hmm. um, yeah just from time to time I, I think like I always wear the 3D glasses the blue and red blends uh, like old school 3D glasses mm-hmm. that's fine yeah I'm like that should be a good signature for my <laughs> for my character mm-hmm Grim asks why I go to Disney so much. Uh, because I can. Because why I live not? like 10 minutes away. That's why. That's the yeah. only real reason. I mean. What you got? You guys got like a discount on a season pass or something, right? Yeah, we got a crazy good discount on a, um, yeah. on our season passes. We have like no blackout dates. We can go whenever. Um, That's And why. they do like events all the time. Like Halloween was super cool. Uh, Christmas is uh, like the uh, Christmas stuff's so, like really festive and cool like, they changed the castle entirely which is awesome all yeah. the decorations are different um that's a really big christmas tree i don't think it's the biggest christmas tree i've ever seen but it's like three stories tall extremely large still yeah it's impressive yeah. and ashley really likes it so i mean the um like getting the thing was for her birthday and then it seems like it's like she just gets like things that she wants at Disney now for like holidays too, so it's kind of like a yeah. kind of like encapsulates everything, uh, like all holidays. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I'm not a big Mickey fan. Grim says he thought maybe I loved Mickey. No, it's not. It's not my jam. But I'm gonna love Mickey in Kingdom Hearts three, which by the way has leaked. Do not look at that. Yeah, don't look at that. <laughs> yeah, we're not even talking about that here. Um, yeah, I mean, there still needs to be. I'm sure there's a new story in there somewhere, but you know, nothing. Yeah, it just. Interesting. I would say I think the biggest thing is like just a, just avoid it. Well, <laughs> I mean, even if somebody, you know, if somebody right now told me the canonical ending to Kingdom Hearts three, it's gonna be like, oh, you know that actually Xehanort was Xehanist and Xehanoct teamed up with fucking Excalibur and they fucking transform into a as yet unreleased Disney character and they beat your ass. You have to kill them in six new stages. It's like, wow, shocker. Never guessed that was going to happen. It's going to be some obscure fucking bullshit. Yeah, like... So... This close... The guy's just trying to prove that he has a legit copy. That's why he's posting stuff online. This close to release, it's like... I like I, I don't even like to like look at stuff like videos I've I've seen what I need to see yeah I'm not watching any by that Kingdom Hearts videos I know right. I'm getting it I know what I want I unless know what, it is, what I want unless it's something so newsworthy that I feel like we have to talk about it 
Or like, if, like, I don't we find know. out that there's some, like, major fatal flaw in the game. Like, if, if a bunch right. of, like, reviews codes go out and then reviewers are like, oh, my God, it's really bad. Like, I would maybe <laughs> have to hear about that. But otherwise, like, I don't want to know. So, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, be, I basically what we're going to do, um, you know, there's, there's not any, like, notable releases uh, between the 17th and the 23rd. Uh, at least not anything we wanted to talk about. If there's anything specific that, um, you know, somebody's really interested in or, you know, I'm sure Grim knows of some obscure game that's coming out. Uh, Cat Quest like December 19th, Cat Quest 2. Um, you know, let us know. I guess we can we can point that out. We'll or, pack it back um, around. You know, we can, yeah, next week we can be like, oh, you know what? Actually, there was this kind of cool thing that we just didn't know about. But, yeah, um, yeah so, for now we're going to mention a free game and then we're going to kind of finish up the... Um, the game awards stuff yeah so if you guys uh before that if you get the chance head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc talk about all the stuff we usually talk about here and other stuff uh Mm -hmm. we appreciate all likes comments and shares over there as well follow us on twitter uh so you can see our very poor gift game um and uh so you know when we go live i thought it was good (laughs) just jim carrey is god damn it i really need to get um I really need to get uh, that like a month free trial to Showtime or whatever, so I can see that. What was it? Oh, kidding! Yeah, and I need to see the fucking Sacha Baron Cohen show. Yep, that's fun too. Yeah. God damn it! A lot of good shit. I I fucking hate Showtime. Oh man! I can't believe they're really going to get me to pay for HBO and Showtime both at the same time. God damn it! (laughs) Griff corrected us saying Cat Quest Two. Cat Quest Two is out, and then he said next year. The game either, is, he's got a he's got a start on his calendar. He, has he bought a, a 2019 calendar two years ago to put Cat Quest Two on it. <laughs> he commissioned someone to do a collector's yeah. edition. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a statue of the Kate? Jesus. <laughs> cool. I'll probably let's, play Cat Quest Two. Let's be real. Let's jump it. Well, I mean, you were just talking about it'll it. be on Xbox uh, Games Pass and HGTV. Uh... Dude, if you okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need those motherfuckers that made House Flipper to get a hold of me because I got big fucking plans. Alright? <laughs> oh what do you want? Tell us what you want. Tell us Okay, so my idea was um, you like custom create a, a family or a single person or whatever you want to do, right? And right. you really, instead of like House Flipper, you get the shitty house and you like paint it and you like arrange the furniture and shit, whatever. That's great and I love it. I spent a lot of hours doing that. But what I really need is a full HGTV simulator where you custom create, like, a family of, like, one is a professional yarn ball maker that, like, sells yarn balls for cats to play with. And the other person in the couple is a part-time substitute teacher. And by that, I mean a substitute teacher is already part-time, and they are only a substitute teacher in the month of May. <laughs> in the, and their budget's in the, like $3.5 million. They're only a substitute teacher on May 24th. Oh, only on May 20th through the 28th. So, and then you have to do the whole thing of like looking through different houses and you have to choose which one you want and your your family that you have has a wish list. Really, I want to make like a realtor again. You're, Wait a minute. You're, and your budget's $4.8 million. Yeah. You know, those people, like... I'm a fucking... I, I whittle kazoos out of bamboo. <laughs> I and my kazoos. fucking wife is an Uber driver. We're, we're looking for a house for $3.9 million. 
my <laughs> my wife takes in wayward cats, and yeah, really. uh, we we have a wayward cat reform school. So it's it's known as Mister Tiddlywinks Conformatory, and our budget's fifteen point eight million dollars. <laughs> so I don't know the, where the fuck they get this money. We it's have like the that cutest where... little we have the cutest little yeah. straight jackets you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> It's wild. It's just a okay. really huge cone of shame. It's the cone, but it has a whole body bag on the bottom side of it. It wraps back around and goes between the legs and has yep, sleeves. Exactly. Exactly. God damn. All right. My dog's looking at me and he's like, don't even like, joke don't about it. that shit. <laughs> That's fucked I'm up. I'm barely bigger than a cat, so That's you know true. that other human in the other room will put that on me. That's true. <clears throat> cool. Shannon got Foxy a sweater. I think it's uh, animal abuse. Yeah. Uh, well, Nux has a sweater, but it makes him look like Pugsley from the Adams family. So that that's funny. Yeah. And then saying Pugsley, that's funny. dog is oh, like I get it. It, it hits you two times, so <laughs> that's where I'm okay with it. Yeah. No Christmas sweaters. <coughs> All right. So we're gonna talk about this a little bit more later. Um, but Epic is like really expanding their game store or whatever. So. Uh, the one free game that we want to call out, you can get Subnautica on the Epic Game Store for free until the 27th, but there is going to be additional free stuff that they're going to be putting out. So it's so, not like <clears throat> limited, I guess. No. So have we looked into this? Uh, if you get it for free now, is it unlocked for free indefinitely? Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Subnautica is a really cool game, especially if you're interested in like just getting into streaming. It's a really fun single-player game that you can play, and uh, it lends really well to streaming. Like whereas, like some games, you have to like focus a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just not as like it doesn't feel as good to stream. This one is like an interesting like exploration. Like I can you can almost hear yourself. Like I can hear people asking questions to themselves. Like, what the hell do we have here? Yeah. Or, like, holy shit, what's that big-ass thing that I see a shadow of in the water? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's it's fun. Um, I, I definitely recommend it. I actually ended up getting it free as well uh, from someone from a, a community. They got, like, a Humble Bundle that had it in it, and they're like, I have oh, no cool. interest in it. And that they're like, I'll hand it off to someone who will play it. Yeah. And I did, like, I think I did three or five streams of it. Hmm. And it was, it was really fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, like I said, we're going to touch on that more because Epic is really gearing up to try to sort of take on Steam. Um, So we'll have to sort of see how that goes, I guess. But uh, yeah, so last week we were talking about the Game Awards. Um, We got through, I guess, a little more than half of the show. We're just, we're basically just trying to call out um new games new trailers world reveals and uh updates on like dlcs and shit like that yeah so basically what we have left is uh a hand a handful of titles and mm-hmm. then the wrap up to the game awards right <clears throat> so i mean i i don't even think we have i think we have like maybe five titles here um before okay. we get to the to the end so um We'll pick up right where we left off. Last game that we ended up talking about was uh, hum- uh, it was the Warframe game survived by um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the guys that made Warframe, so the digital streams, right. yeah, um, and that one popped up free on uh, on Steam. So that one actually looked pretty cool. Yeah, um, sort of a um, progressive world builder 
roguelike. Yeah, it's like it, yeah. yeah, I would definitely call it like a roguelike, uh, like generational, like or generation mm-hmm. game. Like you play right. like a like this character, and then he dies. Oh, but guess what? Now you're now his, his son. Yeah, you're his son. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But we'll yeah. push forward since we already talked about that last week. Um, yep. They had a world premiere uh, for a game done by Bonus XP and Netflix. Yes. Uh, Stranger Things, the game. Um, this was well, really this cool. Is Stranger Things three. Okay, I didn't know there exactly was a Stranger where. Things one on mobile, just for like an NES game, and then I guess apparently there was a two that I missed. Oh really? I, um, I so they I never heard about any of these. Yeah, they they were extremely small. The other two, and they're just kind of continuing to move through the eras, so they're in like thirty two bit sort of here. Yeah. Um, yep. So we're just kind of, you know, slowly advancing in time. Yeah, uh, it, it it was funny. They like they called it out too. Like they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we've upgraded from eight bit to sixteen bit. You know, like kind of poking fun at their, you know, themselves right. when they right. were talking about the game. Um, but it does look really cool. It has like a uh, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Feel. It really does. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Like, I know for sure that these guys that work on this have worked on something that was sort of high profile like that. Yeah, not hundred percent sure what that was, but uh, it was cool to see the you know the uh, Duffer brothers talking about it on stage and got to see them show it off directly. And then they had this kind of tie in at the end here, which is funny. Yeah, very cool. Um, so yeah, definitely go check out that uh, that video. It's something to if you're a big fan, definitely yeah. to check out. Next thing, actually. I was really stoked for, and then it kind of like maybe like it was cringy a little bit. Um, yeah, it was definitely cringy. But good old Ed Ed Boone walked out on stage, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone's like, "Well, here it comes!" Uh, and it was indeed Mortal Kombat 11 official announced trailer um, from the guys at Nether Realm, and it was cool. It was uh, Scorpion. Uh, he gra- like. Scorpion and Raiden met in midair. Uh, they like spun around, and then Scorpion stabbed him through the chest, and then you know, of course, got back up, and it was just it was an all out like fight from there. Um, mm-hmm. But the cringy part, the visuals are super good. Like they're in it's like, like cinematic, like movie quality. Yeah, this is this is full mo. This is full motion capture. This is not mm-hmm. in game. This isn't. Uh, representation of what you'll be doing in game um i mean it it does have that you know that kind of feel to some of your finishing moves or whatever but um the the music choice was like they just basically asked a rapper hey can you rap something about mortal Kombat?" and then they just took like the third one like, the third one. It was like the third one that someone submitted. Well, yeah, like, exactly. They really listened to one, more. and it was like, "Oh, this is bad." And they listened to the second one, and they're like, "Wait, are these all bad?" And they listened to the third one, and they were like, "Yeah, just do that one." Let's just mix them all over each other. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, mean, like Raiden ends up blowing up Scorpion's head, and then uh, like an old school Scorpion kind of comes out. Like, I guess I didn't get the like. Like, what was, like, symbolic about that? Like, I guess I never really understood that about Mortal Kombat. Like, mm-hmm. why are there so many of the same character? Um, and, like, what's the, like... Like, what's the pull to that? 
like like I don't know. I watched the like I grew up watching the movie, of course, and playing the games, but I never really thought about it. Of like it's a fight to the death, and then this person's dead, so this person's still alive, and you know you kind of progress. But then you fight that same person that you already killed. You fight them again, mm-hmm. and it's like I never thought about that, of course, as a kid, but nowadays it's like they're like leaning on it a little bit mm-hmm. like that okay you killed that character but he's still somehow alive and i still don't yeah i still don't get it um but the video looked really cool turn the sound off I yeah think. yeah well so i this know that be- the last what mortal kombat 10 was kind of problematic because you had the like pay to um, like unlock characters faster and things like that, right? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get ten. I, last one I got was nine. It came with the yeah. fight sick. Ten was coming at about the same time that um, the like uh, Shadows of War or whatever was coming out. So I remember uh-huh. people were really bitching on WB Games for like the really cheap, um, like begging for cash basically in all their games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel I feel pretty good about saying that you know those times are kind of behind us for the near future. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not so like I, I think as gamers we voiced our opinion about like mm-hmm. that shit's not cool. It We're sort of it. seems like we might have like dodged that bullet pretty well. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see because this is I, I think middle of next year is going to be the next era of like okay, let's see if we're going to get fucked like this again because you usually have like a two or three year lag in the game industry just because um, you have to wait for people to like make their next game. Yeah. It's not like a one year turnaround. And it also lends to them if they want to try that same bullshit again. Mm -hmm. Like wait four or five years and then try it again. People will forget. I mean, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed already was like, oh, we're going to take a break. We're going to put our games out a lot more slowly. We're learning our lesson. And uh-huh. then they're popping out another game within a year. Rat motherfuckers. Yeah. We know you're, we, we know exactly what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like we've dodged it on that one. So we'll have to see how this one goes. I, I believe the community was kind of fucked off about the last Mortal Kombat, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure because I'm not really in that fan base. So um, they did. They did announce for the Mortal Kombat 11. Its global launch is April 23rd, uh, and it does have a community reveal event on January 17th. So if you are really big in the Mortal Kombat realm, um, you can check that out. I imagine it's for pre-order in most places because they've released the the date. Um, and if you do pre-order, you get Shao Kahn and beta access. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, from there they kind of rolled on, and finally, uh, people have known this was coming, uh-huh. but uh, finally, Double Fine and uh, with help from Starbreeze announced uh, Psychonauts Two had a trailer. We're looking at 2019. Yep. Um, it, man, I, I every time, every time I watch an award show, there I feel like there's people I want to see. You know what I mean? Like, I always felt good when I was a little bit like not not younger, but when like, when I would see Ken Levine, that was really cool. When you would see, like, Peter Molyneux, that was really cool. And I, as I got older, um, he's been around forever, but I get the same feeling when I see Tim Schafer pop up on screen. Yeah, and it, it's kind of weird, too. always because, stoked. He's um, like the Jack Black of video games. <laughs> yes. Like, Tim Schafer, like, 
they're I'm really excited to get the stuff that he works on right. and I get it and it's like okay or like bad but I still love <laughs> to support it yeah you, uh, like he it's, can't it's a very really... mixed bag it's very Peter Molyneux in that way that it's a super mixed bag that there's some stuff that disappoints and uh and there's some stuff that like blows you away you know yeah he there, there's something to be said about somebody okay so usually what we get in the industry is um someone who has an idea and then that idea is uh a piece of it is kept they take if the idea is like a bucket of sand they take mm-hmm. a pinch out of that idea of sand mm-hmm. throw the rest of it out and then yeah. that pinch that they have that's the game and it's i mean that that's pretty much i feel like how it goes but that's not how it goes for tim schaefer and double fine mm-hmm. they pay him money to do whatever the fuck he wants and, and that's, like part that's of what thing i love too about is it. that he will like quintuple down on shit yeah in a, in a really cool way yeah i like that a lot mm-hmm. so yeah this will be a cool one to check out i have the first game i believe i got the vr game for free somewhere Hey, that's so I, I never played the original Psychonauts. Yeah, I, I I played it like I played it in passing. Like I didn't mm-hmm. own it, mm-hmm. um, but it was still a really cool game. But as I've got older, like things like I see stacking comes out and costume yeah. quests and costume quest too. Like I'm on board with all of it. Mm-hmm. Like I get it every time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, even if I don't get it right away, I always end up with the stuff too. So right. Yeah, he just creates such weird characters, and this like this game like honestly graphically, not impressive. Oh. Mechanically, won't be impressive. No. But there will be something in there that'll make me go, "Oh god damn, that's awesome!" Like I, I I know it. So that's really all we can hope for. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he, like I said, he usually nails that, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And the team that he hires, of course, is uh, mm-hmm. all in like like mind about it. Yeah. So after after they did that little video package and then they showed us Psychonauts too, um, they pushed forward and they had a musical act. I don't remember who they are, um, but they played uh, some of the music from Devil May Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they then, well remember that. So Devil May Cry Five originally had um, like a singer from some band that did a song and then it turned out that he had done something like he was like going after underage fans or something like that so they like cut him and then they got new singers for that song and then they had them do the um... i don't remember that that other girl's name um no i don't remember the guy's name i no 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 i mean the characters that they're showing in game Oh, yeah, um, I definitely don't remember that. I mean, that's uh, we have Dante, we have Nero, we have Trish. I don't remember the other girl's name. She has, like, shorter, spiky hair. Yeah. Um, and uh, But, yeah, they, they kind of just run down the trailer. Um, they show off the new, the other character, the third character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know who he is, who, like, who he is, or, like, what he's all about. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I know um, the third, I, I wrote that the third character is a fucking edgelord. <laughs> Okay. It would, I'm, it was, I'm sure they all are. The trailer, he just like it was like Fedora, like turning around, nice. like talking over the shoulder, like, oh, man, I didn't mean to fuck you all up so bad. <laughs> like it was like really, I was like careful, <laughs> careful, not just with that blade, but with, careful with all that edge. Yeah, you are gonna cut yourself. 
Um, it, it was, I don't know. It was good. I'm, I'm excited for the game. Um, mm-hmm. There's something, there's something addictive. I think about the Devil May Cry, um, the original Devil May Cry style, and as you fight, and oh, he has a big fucking bird too, and he walks around with a cane. Just bird dogging? Is that what you said? He's he's bird dogging. Don't you bird dog me, <clears throat> son of a bitch? Um, Always he looks, bird dogging. He looks like a he looks like a slower character, and but he uses okay. like a panther and a. Uh, like a bird, like a hawk or something. Um, and he fights with, pretty good. fights with a cane. Um, but there, yeah, there is always something to say, like especially like I was saying about the original uh, games. When you're fighting and you're moving very fast, and you hear the music start to pick up, mm-hmm. and you, you know you're you're landing more and more hits. It like it kind of like like, like eggs you on. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, it's like, well, this was um, a game series that you. really, like, um, the earlier Devil May Cries were some of the first to start, like, having music cues get mixed in based on what you were doing. Yeah. And, like, as your score goes up, the music gets louder. Mm-hmm. And the, like, the, uh, like, the rock or the metal riffs get a little, a little more heavy. Spooky. And it's, yeah, it's really, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping if they can capture that alone, it's it's a win. Mm-hmm. Like, but it is fun to see how Dante's evolved as uh, like a character. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, I think they're smart to kind of pull away from him every once in a while and focus on somebody else. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's cool that they they've always like kept him involved in the game. And, yeah. yeah, like I like just um, I don't want to say like emotionally, but like, uh, like how he's just grown as a person throughout the series, where he was like this really like fast dickhead. and impulsive yes. character, and now he's a little more. He's still a dickhead, and he's still Absolutely. that same character, but he's not so like carefree. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like jump in and well, yeah, get over his head. Yeah. yeah, and that's really cool. Yep. Yeah. That one's, uh, I think that one's going to be a, a lot of fun. I don't think we got a, um, oh, we did, uh, uh, August, Dirty. yeah, August 3rd. Okay. And you can That's play cool. the demo exclusively on Xbox on December 7th. So this demo is already out on oh, Xbox yeah. right now. Oh, uh, Devil May Cry Deluxe Edition for exclusive Devil Breaker weapons. One of them is Mega Man's hand cannon. <laughs> One of them is a fork. It's <laughs> hell yeah. It's, it's a prosthetic with a fork. Um, Here, let me get a little bite of that. A little bite of this. I'm gonna, kill this guy. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take this little piece. I'm gonna leave this for you. You'll take that. Um, uh, alt style rank <laughs> announcers and title cards, music tracks, live action cutscenes, and Dante's weapon Cavalier R. I st- I still don't know who this other guy is who looks like he should be wearing a uh, he should be wearing the uh, trench coat from <laughs> Grandma's Boy. That oh one yeah, guy, that he looks like yeah. he, he looks like him a little bit, doesn't he? Hell yeah! Hold on, hold on. Let's go back. You can see me right here. He looks. <laughs> Just like him. I used it like a week ago. I'm going to have to watch uh, that again. As the GIF. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's him. That's him. They're the same Officer. person. 
Ah, okay. So, um, so after that, they popped over to the side stage, and they started talking, um, talking about the uh, lead developer for Fortnite, and I, they they always can do crazy stuff with Fortnite, and that, that's kind of what I appreciate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Fortnite this time, really doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's like the bulk of the joy i think for the game is like it just it knows that it's a video game we all know it's a video game um and they don't have to like financially they don't have to worry basically so they can do just crazy shit and that's exactly what they did um they've created a a mode called just the creative mode um and you'll just be able to build whatever outlandish crazy shit that you want to build um which is really really cool um, and then on top of that, they were talking, they, they showed off the, uh, the drive-in it's called risky. It was called risky reels mm-hmm. and <clears throat> at, at risky reels, um, they, we've had a lot of things happen at risky reels throughout the seasons. Um, but you see a guy running, uh, across risky reels and a porta potty slams into the ground and embeds in the ground and like other stuff's falling. He's just trying to not get hit by it. Um, and then you see like a big shadow and it zooms out and this huge metal plate falls over risky reels entirely and just crushes everything that's cool and uh it just said the block on the outside of it and in the block other things will spawn and what i think will happen is in creative mode if you create something in creative mode uh it picks from the 99 people it grabs something from their creative mode and puts it on the block. Mm-hmm. So I think you can have your own custom built stuff in that area, just the block. So instead of it being a town that's created by the guys at Fortnite, you create it in creative mode and it just shows up. Yep. Um, which is really cool. Um, and then they were talking about it and he's like, so that's going to happen. He's like, no, that just happened. That happened in game while we were talking and showing the video. So anyone that was in Risky Reels got fucking crushed by this big metal plate. Um, which is awesome. I love that they can do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a cool, uh, you know, that, that, that was a cool little uh, little piece from Fortnite. That was a big thing and what they uh, planned on doing moving forward. Uh, they, like, what else have they done for the for the holiday event? Of course, new skins and stuff like that. But they've also introduced, um, like, biplanes. And they have guns on them. So you can actually uh, engage in, like, dogfights. Mm-hmm. And you can just fly, literally fly around in Fortnite and, uh, you know, shoot people on the ground or in the air. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like I said, they're not taking themselves seriously and they're just having fun, it feels like. Yeah. All right, and then uh, one of the last big games that they showed off uh, was Rage 2, um, mm. May 14th. You mean, you mean Far Cry? Yeah, I mean Far Cry New Dawn. Um, but, no, I mean the one you should probably actually get, Rage 2. But this is the one I actually <clears throat> get, probably. Yeah. I've, I've, heard, uh, I've heard some good stuff from people who went and saw and played <clears throat> Rage 2 in the, at Avalanche over in yeah. Sweden or Norway or whatever. So, um, apparently it's pretty good. 
it's they said it's it's less like a direct sequel to Rage and more like a mix of the original Rage and uh, Bulletstorm. I really feel like they have to do that. They can't make yeah. it a direct sequel to well, one because like what was I like honestly like I'm actually I'm ask I'm actually asking this question. What was the story in one? I don't remember. Yeah, John Goodman. John Goodman. That was the was story. There. He was like, "Bam! It's the hoax apocalypse." Yeah, and I think that's what happened. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't have. Um, I think the thing that's going to make Rage Two a lot more fun it, for me is I have zero expectations for it. Mm. Um, like I don't expect it to bomb. So I guess I have that expectation, but as far as like mechanically, graphically, the like, I'm I'm open. I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Whatever they want to do, I'm ready to be heard again. Is is basically how I'm ready. I'm good to go with that. (laughs) The first game, it was like a tech demo for. It was like a texture tech demo. It wasn't even like a full tech demo for their engine because the engine functions pretty much similar to everything else. But the thing that they were doing was instead of mass laying uh, textures on everything, they've developed a tool that allowed everything to be textured individually. So Mm -hmm. instead of having a big, huge texture that lays over everything, they do little small textures and then it would populate all over the place. Right. And it just happened to work out that way and it was impressive if you played that game and you got in there real close Mm -hmm. you were seeing some shit um especially if you were looking at shit you were seeing it really close up in your eye holes um so that was uh the last game they showed and then the last thing they did all together was the show was interrupted by uh joker was main character from persona 5 right uh yeah yeah i haven't played it yet um and uh it was them saying that Joker is coming in pack one uh, for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, he's oh, yeah. one of the five characters that's coming in pack one, which is pack one 25 bucks, or is that for the season pass? Season pass is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not exactly sure, but I know in pack one there's five characters. Each character comes with their own stage, stage and their own music. So that's cool. Um, I do want to throw out there, if you do have Smash, uh, check your email. You probably got an email from Nintendo. Uh, if you uh, bought the game digitally, you get it immediately. If you bought it physically, you have to go in and uh, you have to... Uh, what is that called? Um, you have to like press like the options button on the game and then go into like where you get coins for the game. Mm. Like proof of purchase. Basically, if you bought a physical version of the game. Um, and if you do that, you'll get an email from Nintendo, and it'll have a code so you can unlock the Piranha Plant. Uh, Piranha Plant will be coming out, I think, with this pack. I don't think he's one of the characters. I think he's an extra Okay. for uh, for launch. So Yeah, um, yeah Piranha, Piranha Plant's a different character. Yeah, I, I know. It's not part of the Fighter's Pass. Yeah. I think it's coming out in February. I think he's going to be out in February is what mm-hmm. I remember hearing. Um but yeah, uh, I already I already did it. I you know just they find you find the email and then just uh, uh, redeem it. It's it's not very difficult. Yep. Cool. Um, and then the last little bit, since they did it in like throughout the show, um, I figured we'd save it till the end and we'll uh, just go through it. 
um, yeah. is all of the awards. Um, I scrolled to the bottom of the awards uh, game awards page. Uh, I don't know where you have this at. I went all the way to the bottom since the mm-hmm. game of the year was on top. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, they had. Uh, do you just want to run through these, or do you want to actually stop and talk on some of these? Um, yeah, I don't really think there's too much to be said I, on our little notepad here. I have someone's bolded that I want to mention, but okay. Um, uh, so content creator of the year went to uh, went to Ninja. Not a surprise. Um, yeah. I mean, even was that second or third year in the row? I'm not sure. I haven't been paying attention to mm-hmm. this, but it's like, do you know any of the other streamers? It's like if default you're voting on this, uh, you've at least heard of the that. one because he's <laughs> on like the Samsung commercials or whatever. Right. Like you've at least been interrupted by an ad with him on it. Yeah. So. There's that. Um, then uh, best esports moment went to C9's comeback win in triple overtime versus FaZe, uh, which isn't surprising because that was the most um, crazy one. <laughs> well, where was that in? What was that? It, was that Overwatch? Or? Uh, I, I actually, I, I don't know. But just hearing that it was triple overtime <laughs> it was the like reason that I like... If, if I read and say, oh, this person beating this person, or this person coming back and beating this person, yeah. but then you hear, in triple overtime, which means they tied, yeah. like, three times in a fucking row, and then someone finally won, I'm going to pick the triple overtime every time. Yeah. I don't even have to see it. I mean, too bad they didn't go to centuple overtimes. So that's where the real fucking shit that's, starts. That's when it really starts getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, best esports host went to, uh, what is that name? Lip? Yep. EFG? Who, I don't, some of this stuff is like... Shorks. Shorks. I don't even S- know why. S-J-O-R-K-Z. I don't even know why they have some of these. Awards. Yeah. So like content creator, it was never going to be anybody other than Ninja. Why even do it? Yeah. Who out here is interested? The esports moment, nobody knows or cares. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there are people Scorts? that... Scorts? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um... I, like, I like that her actual real name. FG Deporter. That's the one. Um, Damn, Donald Trump's trying to hire her right now. The best esports event went to uh, League of Legends World Champ. Uh, the best esports coach went to Reaperd for uh, the group Cloud9, which I think that group C9. also yep. won. Um, that, was, that was C9 that won in the overtime. Yeah, uh, they also won uh, the best esports team. They were three years in a row. Yeah. Best esports team. Um, uh, the best esports player was Sonic Fox. And um, I'm trying to make sure that we don't skip over any of these. The one that we're looking at right now is best esports game in general. Yeah. I'm following uh, with you. So. That went to Overwatch, which yeah. is it's kind yes. of a toss up. There are three. Uh, I think that's a toss up between Fortnite, League, and Overwatch. Well, is Fortnite like? Is there a competitive scene? Like, oh yeah. What, what does the high level play of Fortnite look like? I I, I mean, I, I have no idea is because I don't follow person? it. But I imagine it would be they would probably have multiple events. I do know that they've launched on their um, in game. You can uh, uh, like you can play. They have solos, duos, and then uh, squads. 
and they have different like esports uh like okay not rankings but you can like if you do really well on it you know you might get that phone call or whatever that's like hey yeah. we're interested in you well know, yeah I you think, have to do like incredibly well but yeah i think of this list the only ones who could have won were probably dota league and overwatch and league and overwatch specifically so league of legends has probably had it for the last like 15 years so let's give yeah. overwatch for sure like that's boring Counter-Strike, I feel like, had its time. It's um, pretty well yeah, done. Yeah, Counter-Strike has been going for a really long time. Really long time, yeah. Um, so then they were looking at best debut indie game. So a new independent studio that released its first game in 2018. Um, There's a lot of really good games on here, actually. Um, and it ended up going to The Messenger from Sabotage Studio. I voted Donut County so hard. Yeah, Donut County was extremely good. Florence was an option there. That was yeah. That was more of an experience than a game, but sure. Um, Moss, which is a, a extremely cool uh, VR game, and Yoku's Island Express, which was kind of a surprise hit. I I actually didn't know the winner. I I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I missed it. Messenger. Oh, it was it was fairly big when it came out. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I would actually say that that was my least interesting game on the list. Oh, okay. Um, Best student game was kind of weird in the show because they had the team up, but they didn't actually show the gameplay of any of the games. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Uh, a group of uh, students in Norway, they got a little moment to talk about it and everything. Yeah. Um, best multiplayer so. game went to Fortnite. Um, Fortnite. I don't know if anybody would have been able to compete with that. Um, best At sports Monster, racing. Yeah. Monster Hunter World would have been a good one, but for a different reason. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just like it's it not ongoing. This isn't ongoing. This is just best multiplayer game of the right. year. And I spent a lot of time playing Monster Hunter World with various people. Mm. So I think that was my vote for that for yeah. that one when it came down to it. Best Carry sports on. or racing game was uh, Forza Horizon Four. It was hard yeah. to beat that. Yes, price. Well, um, I don't know. Look at Mario in those shorts. Pulling the. Remember the when they, somebody statistically like proved how big Luigi's dick must be? <laughs> that was very good. Uh, so they moved on to best strategy game. This one was kind of tough for me. Battletech was on the list. Frostpunk, Into the yeah. Breach. Into uh, the Breach ended up winning it, I think, just because of how like simple it is like conceptually, but then it goes on to be so deep. Yeah. Um, whereas the other games were working with a lot more numbers, you know. There was definitely someone in the Frostpunk and Battletech studio that when they heard Into the Breach one, they were like, Fuck you're fucking you. kidding me? Like, <laughs> But Into the Breach was extremely good, so I, I get it. Uh, best family game went to Overcooked 2, which I'm kind of glad to hear. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, feel, yeah. I feel like the one behind that would have been Super Mario Party. Well, this Mario Party was rated pretty badly. Yeah. Um, well, Starlink but, I mean, did not have a hope. Labo yeah. didn't have a hope. Maybe tennis. But yeah, tennis. But I, that's why I was like, it would be like overcooked. Yeah, probably would Mario be. Party tennis. Mario Party, yeah. But um, yeah, they had best fighting game. Um, ended up going to Dragon Ball Fighter Z. A little, Fighters. little surprise there. Um, I really didn't like Soul Calibur after all. So. Oh, you didn't like it at all? Okay. Yeah. I'm getting rid of it already. Damn. It extremely badly designed. Uh, best oh. role playing game. Ended up going to Monster Hunter World. I'm a little uh, shitty about that. Yeah, I mean, they're. Yeah. I, 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 I voted. I voted Octopath. Yeah, I think Octopath. Of of this list, I think it would have to go to Octopath. 
Yeah. I think Nino Kuni would have been probably a close second. I don't know. Probably Dragon Quest and Nino Kuni would kind of like tie on that list for me, but they wouldn't be number one. Uh, like Octopath was too good. I mean, Monster Hunter World, I mean, it's it's built as sort of an MMO. Yeah, it's built like a like a multiplayer action game. I don't and know, like I, that would be I mean, to me that feels like giving RPG to like Destiny 1. So it's not really an RPG. There's RPG elements, but that's true in every game. I mean, yeah. NBA 2K19 has RPG elements. Yep. So, you know, I, I don't really like that. I think it's in the wrong category. Yeah, I, I, uh, man, I don't know. I feel like they do have a pretty tough thing to try to figure out here on what category games technically fall into. There's a lot of games that end up being like that. So, uh, yeah, they went on to um, best action-adventure game. This was a competitive category. Uh-huh. Um, ended Very up going funny. to God of War. Uh, but they had Tomb Raider, Red Dead 2, Spider-Man, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey in that category. Yep. Um, it's probably time to expand that category, to be honest. Um, they had best action game. This was shocking. It went to Dead Cells, probably the lowest budget of all the games on the list. Yeah. Uh, Very Black Ops surprising. 4, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11 were the other options. So yeah. that's really cool that Dead Cells got it. And Dead Cells is a great game. For sure. Um, best VR went to Astrobot. Surprised. Um, yeah, I would have figured Moss or Tetris Effect. Yeah, I would have said probably beat saber or tetris oh yeah beat saber, uh, on, yeah, on yeah. my on my end i see i hear so many people playing beat saber beat saber's dope that's the thing that really makes me want to get into it yeah uh, the vr um they had best mobile game went to florence which i'm really glad it could have been yeah. donut county yep that again was florence is really maybe they should make like experimental games or experiential yeah. games because like, florence is like it, it's a story that you play out by like drawing a circle on a screen every five minutes or something like yeah. i loved it and i recommend that people get it but i would not say that it's a better game than donut county you know what i mean yeah it i mean it, it, it's one of those things that's like does it belong in the category because is it right. technically a game is it technically it's a, a game? It, it, it's a thing that you're watching with your eyes and you have to do things to make and it And you happen. have to make it But work. does that make yeah. it a video yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Donut County is definitely a video game. Yeah. yeah. So then they went on to best independent game. On this one, they had things, other winners, like Dead Cells, End of the Breach, Messenger, uh, yep. Return of the Obra Dinn, which I'm really excited to play. And uh, the winner on that one was Celeste, which is kind of shocking. Return of the Obra Dinn. My God, I it don't looks even, amazing. That's that probably win best um, direction or art direction I, or something. I don't understand how they landed on like. I'm trying to think of what they would do to make a shader work the way it works. <laughs> I don't know, dude. And it's it, it's not high tech. It's not. But yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how they did it on. It's really cool on such a low tech. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you're watching it on like uh, a monitor from like the lady. An old ass monitor, like I'm doing it at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, Celeste won. Yeah, they which they is... went on. Um, yeah, Celeste and Celeste also won games for impacts. Celeste was very much about like somebody dealing with, um, you know, depression and kind of finding their way out of that. And um, it pops into our category for game of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, that was a uh, you know Celeste ended up being a big winner. Um, best performance. I'm kind of pissed off about this one 
also. Um, so the other options were Yuri Lowenthal as uh, Peter Parker in Spider-Man, um, Melisanfi Mahout as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed, um, Chris Judge as Kratos in God of War was amazing. And he came mm. out on stage at one point, and it was so His... good to hear him. Yeah, he was like, read it, boy. Um, yeah, and then there was uh, Brian Deschart from uh, Detroit, Don't played say. the android, which was extremely good. Don't say Shart. Shart. And the winner <laughs> was uh, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. I think... Like, of all of them, he certainly did the most work. I yeah. mean, he came on stage Clearly. and talked about it, and he was like, yeah, you know, I had to really leave Arthur at work because, he, like, I, I did this character for five years. He talks come weird, home and too. My wife would, like, he's Irish. Yeah, like, he has, like, a weird, I don't Very know what it accent. is. He was yeah. trying to Americanize, but he was also trying to let people realize he was still Irish. <laughs> it's like, just be Irish. That's fine. And he also, I believe, we'll was recording it. in New York. Right? Because that's the New York studio is the one that primarily worked on Red Dead too, as far yeah. as I know. It would be Rock so, like, North. He has sort of got like a weird New Yorker accent on there now too. Um, yeah. That's but yeah, weird. he ended up winning. So I mean for him as an actor, he I would say he certainly did the best job, but I think of I mean, looking at best performance, not best voice actor. Right. Right? Best performance of a voice actor. I don't think he. I think either Chris Judge or yeah. um, Connor from Detroit probably should well, have that. I, I didn't play Detroit, but I do know. I mean, like, he's the I, main guy, basically. I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm like, he's well, the I can't. I couldn't pick his voice out of a lineup. You know what I mean? So if I heard a voice, like I don't know, I I, I don't know if that is. Well, I don't know. I think that's. I don't know if played it. I mean, you didn't play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so. She, I mean, if you look at that woman, you have no idea what she sounds like, probably. But if you didn't play God of War, you know what his voice sounds like. Mm-hmm. If you've heard it somewhere, it's I very, it's very. Well, he's he's like, also just a famous actor. Is it, it's just his like? It sounds different. If you played all of these side by side to someone who didn't play any of their games, I feel like they're gonna lead lean toward uh, Christopher Judge. Just because I mean, it sounds different than everybody else. I don't know. If you didn't play any of the games, you can't really vote in the category. Well, that's true. But I'm just saying in general, like, without voting, if they yeah, had to pick something. He's a really cool... I mean, he's he's also known for, like, Stargate. He's a major character in Stargate. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's really good. And it was... Like I said, I love seeing him. Apparently, yeah. he was on uh, The Fresh Prince. His suit option was really interesting. His suit option was an incredibly it was uh, sharp choice. Surprising. Who was he in Fresh Prince? Kind of spooked me a little bit. I don't know. I'm trying to find that now. Uh, He's also in Stargate Atlantis. NCIS. He was one of Bane's henchmen in Dark Knight Rises. Let's see. He was Magneto in X-Men Evolution. Okay. Uh, I think we're probably looking at the same shit now, unfortunately. This is getting way too deep. Oh, damn. Oh, he, he did a voice in... Okay, I thought this was going the other way. He did a voice in the uh, Wacky Racist TV series. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I loved Wacky Racist growing up, man. That show was so fun. Um, Fresh Prince, he was Workman. Um, so he's just some dude in one episode. Yeah. But anyways... Um, yeah, we got so to the yeah, bottom of it. That was interesting category. Contentious category. Uh, they did... Best audio design, 
and I again have an issue with this. Uh, the other contenders were Black Ops, Forza, uh, God of War, and Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2 won. Name a jingle from Red Dead 2. Yeah. I can't. I mean, Spider-Man's audio... I mean, they played a little bit of audio of all the, of the nominees. Spider-Man and God of War. When you heard the music from it, you were like, that's Spider-Man, that's God of War. Like, I mean, Red Dead has a... I mean, it is something to... It's, it's because it's the only Western game that's out. Yeah, I, I, I feel like there is something, like, the music from a Western is, I think it's a little harder to capture now that we've advanced our oh, we don't like, have musical capabilities. Anymore, right? yeah. We don't have those shitty instruments anymore. Yeah. So we basically have to take, like, to a toilet paper tube and jam yeah. it into, a like, an empty tissue box and stretch some rubber bands over that bitch and that's how you make a banjo that's funny um that's really funny they have to get yeah. steve fucking martin to come in and play banjo and he's just annoying as shit <laughs> so i i get why this one but there, well, the I, other options i don't know i think there's like, a lot of times when like when game awards presenters get the chance to just lavish awards on their favorite game and they don't give it to what actually earned it right like i mean uh, like, you know, Red Dead, Spider-Man, God of War, Forza, Call of Duty even. They were all really good games in their own right. Like, Call of Duty should probably win first-person shooter of the year. I mean, who's it competing against? You right. know? But it's not best audio design. Call of Duty shouldn't even be in this category. Yeah. You know? It's weird. Like, Halo had a right to be in those categories because Halo did something really cool with music. And some of the Halo themes and shit are, like, still, like, iconic video game music. Yeah, um, and they're played in other commercials for non-video games and shit. So uh, I, I think that was kind of a hey, we really liked Red Dead, so let's give it to them. I think when I broke it down, I was like thinking about the the sounds in each game, and hmm. uh, Red Dead did have some sounds. Um, Spider-Man had some interesting things that were going on, whether it was like city life or yeah, you I know. Think- the sound, um, you know, the sound of swinging and the air, yeah, the, the, the like, air blowing by your ears. Yeah, yeah. Um, God of War had it was mostly battle sounds, mm-hmm. um, really good like squinches and squelches as you like, but are snapping into people and shit. Yeah, think about that. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but like that big fucking snake that came out of the lake. Jormungandr. In that instance, yeah, in that instance when all the water was running off of it and it made that noise mm-hmm. of like it was almost like a reverse suction. Of it yeah, coming and out the, of the like, water. Yeah, the water was like um like turning into like little mists and like rain showers in the air just from having to like come off of them. Yeah. But the the one that uh that I ended up voting for was Forza, and that was because of they like they're doing different real world car sounds. That's amazing. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say, too. Amazing. Like, it's possible that Red Dead had a big advantage of, like, the total number of sounds in the game is probably more than the other games. Right. Because they simulate everything, and they make some dude work 80-hour weeks for two years to make sure that it's done. Yeah. So, like... It, it, it got done, though. It got done. I think any of those <laughs> should have been on the list except for Call of Duty. I agree. Uh, scrolling up. Um, best score in music also went to... Red Dead 2, and this is where I start to get shitty about it. Yeah. Octo- for me, Octopath 1. Hands down. It should definitely be Octopath. Again, possibly... Well, probably not God of War, but, but maybe Spider-Man for the just the musical audio that's not like just in-game audio. 
Right. Um, Celeste was in that category. Nino Cooney too was in that category. Uh, went to Red Dead for some reason. Yeah, like Octo. Like I don't know why, but like it has that feel. Octopath had that feel of games that you used to play on. Yeah. The PlayStation One. I mean, it was Square Enix like nailing their golden era, basically. And that sound. There are sounds like if you hear, dun, 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 you yeah, immediately that's, that's know what that is. It's iconic. Right. And this game could have had, like, if it had, it did incredibly well. But if mm. it had if it, the if audience. It a little more penetration like Fortnite did. Yeah. If it had the audience of something like, yeah. uh, like Final Fantasy, it would have been, like, it definitely had that audience. Like, those people came back. Mm. But. I don't know. Some of these sounds could have been um, at that level, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I can still hear some of the, the music like playing in my That's head. Good. As... I, I think... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Spider-Man didn't win that, honestly. Because just from nostalgia alone. Yeah. Because it That's, had some sounds that you could definitely recognize from Spider-Man movies and cartoons and stuff, too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's probably good that it doesn't win for the work of other people. But, you know, it's, it is kind of weird that... Again, went to. Red I think Dead. that's like I said. I can't name one song off of Red Dead. I think that's probably why Spider-Man didn't win. Is they probably came to the realization of like, oh, this is all just this is all nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. So yeah, then they rolled on. Speaking of nostalgia, to best art direction, uh, that was up between Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Two, and the winner was Return of the Oberdin. Which I mean, it, yeah. you really can't. You can't argue. You couldn't with have it. competed against that, yeah. Like if it wasn't in the category, like I would have went Octopath with that one again, mm. just because it was. Like Octopath you look at, look. you look at all of the other games and yeah, you're just yeah. like, yep. And then you see something different, but like. Over had a very my god, like even compared to something that has a very distinct look, like Octopath, Return of the Oberdin is. Three or four times more. Mm-hmm. Like insane in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, really good. That's cool. Um, so after that, yeah, you go ahead and take over. Yeah, yeah, we went into uh, best narrative uh, for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in the game. We had Detroit, uh, God of War, Life is Strange, two episode one, Marvel Spider Man, and it went to Red Dead Redemption two. Uh, because I'm not far enough to really comment on that, to be honest. Cleaning house is what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I want to yeah. complain, but I just haven't seen enough to really bitch about it. Yeah, I agree. I've completed uh, two of the games here. Uh, one of them's out that I haven't even touched. Life is Strange 2, Episode 1. It's one of those things I can't even comment on, just because I, I, I'll wait until they're all together, and mm-hmm. I'll play all of them. Mm-hmm. Um and then Red Dead, I'm not completely through to really pitch a fit about this. I feel like yeah. for you, you would probably would have said Detroit. No, as I don't far think Detroit. I don't think Detroit was doing anything original. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's the most recent Blade Runner movie, pretty much. Okay, I liked it a lot. I mean, it's really good to play through it, but I just I don't think it was doing anything special enough to deserve a, a special win there. You know, fair enough. Um. And then we go to best game direction. This is the category that pissed me off probably the most. Um, Awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation uh, in game direction and design. Uh, We had A Way Out, uh, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. 
the winner went to God of War. Um, I can't say anything bad about that. The reason I was so pissed off is because um, the dude from A Way Out didn't get to get on stage completely wasted. He was that, starting. Oh he my started God. out a little wasted. He was already ready to go. He was he, he was cutting people off, and Jeff was like, "Okay, settle down, Joseph." Uh, what isn't that his name? Joseph Varen. Yeah. Joseph. Um, Joseph. I'm not sure if he has it. Yeah, it's like shit. I want to see him already him. fully fucking loaded. Yeah, and I, like, when they announced this one, I was like, "Come on, a way out! Come on, a way out!" And they're just like, up "God like, of War." I'm going like, to fuck your mother on stage. They're like, "God of War," and I go, "Fuck!" Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was deserved, I think, for God of War because their direction as to be as you know from where they came from. Mm. I mean, I look at that and I'm like, "Damn." They did something really, um, it is something really special with the, yeah. the direction that the game went. Yeah. Red Dead, you're like, I know where that game's going to go. Spider-Man, I know where that game's going to go. Detroit, kind of, that's where it starts to get a little hazy. It's right. hard to tell. Um, a Way Out was doing something so different that, I, I don't know, I, I it... It probably, to me, I still think it probably should have won, but God of War. You might have to make a separate category that's like best co-op games that are not like competitive multiplayer games. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It gets too. Like I said, yeah, it, it's, it's some, these, to say. the games suffer because the yeah. categories are too Very wide. Um, cool. Yeah. So um, after that, they went on to best ongoing game. Um, game of uh, development of ongoing content that evolves as the player uh, evolves the player experience over time. So that could have been Destiny. Uh, yeah, right. No Man's Sky, I think, is a contender there. Just very good. Of the massive changes they made. Yes. Uh, I just don't think they have the community to have won it. Um, Rainbow Six Siege, which is a possibility, and Overwatch. The winner ended up, of course, who else could it be but Fortnite? Yeah, I mean, they're doing too much. They're doing twice. Twice the amount of stuff that these people are doing. I mean, Fortnite's like, putting out bi-weekly updates. Yeah, they're doing things like, okay, well, we're taking this gun out and we're putting this gun in. Right. And then you still have every holiday you expect. Overwatch does something similar. They do, here's a holiday update, but they just do skins. These guys completely rework their fucking map mm-hmm. and all of the weapons. And they're juggling it all with skins and more. It's yeah. just, it's too much. Yeah, You, you can't compete. Um, you go ahead and do the last. And then the last one, the good old game of the year. Uh, we had, uh, and this, uh, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Uh, in the category, we had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption 2, and then the winner, God of War. Um, <clears throat> very interesting. It also brought a lot of... I'm glad God of War won. Uh, it was actually my vote, just because I... For one, I didn't play uh, Odyssey or Celeste. Mm. Yeah, um, I didn't play Celeste. I wouldn't... So, like, Odyssey, I just don't think was good enough to be a game of the year. Like, it's yeah, really I, good, and it's fun, but... Uh, yeah, I, every Assassin's Creed, it kind of feels like the... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Every Assassin's Creed ends up in this category. Every Assassin's Creed Everyone is that's ever come out. the last Assassin's Creed. So if any Assassin's Creed after Assassin's Creed Brotherhood or something wins, that it's just Brotherhood winning again. Right. You know. Um, so I, I don't think Assassin's Creed could ever win this for me. So I I, I do want to point out, like as you as we roll back and we see who won what, 
Red Dead Redemption won Best Narrative. Mm. Uh, it won... Uh, what was this one? It won uh, Best Score. It took... Best Action uh, Best Audio Design. It took technically Best Performance. Mm-hmm. Um, best Score. And... And and more, you know, it took a few other ones on the way back. I'm not going to scroll all the way through it, but for it to do all of that and then not be considered game of the year, how does that work? How do you determine it has all these things that are good in this game, and if it gets if it checks four of the five boxes? Yeah, I don't know. It's, shouldn't uh, that be game of well, the year? Well, I'm glad that it didn't because imagine if oh me too yeah the best game was just the one that won the most awards like that would suck. That would be like saying. More. That would be like the Oscars doing the best popular movie category, which is just whoever made the most money. <laughs> like, that, right. I don't like that. So I'm glad they didn't do that. But it is kind of weird that's like, um, I don't know. What if a game could only ever win one award? Yeah. Well, see, and then, yeah, it gets weird there, though. Because you're like, why would it ever win one award? Well, here's the question. What is actually... Okay, so that would make you... That would really force you to say, okay, what is Red Dead actually the best at? Is it the best um, strategy... Or is it the best uh, action-adventure game? Or is it the best nerd? Yeah. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it would make you really choose. So what would Fortnite end up winning? Probably best ongoing game. Probably, yeah. Best on whatever the other shit is. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they really need to address their categories. Like, we honestly don't need content creator of the year. We probably don't need best esports. We well, they go too far team. into the... They go too far into esports. They get really deep on esports, and best it takes coach? away... All this like, like, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't even know. I Like, if I go back to some of these names, I don't even know. Okay, so think about Any of this. Them. Any of so, them. So, the best <laughs> esports moment was the Cloud9 win. The best right. esports coach was Cloud9 coach. The best esports team was Cloud9. Yeah. Do they need all that? Yep. So I I think they uh, need to cut down on the esports stuff. And I understand why they're doing it. It's because the industry is trying to make it a thing in the U.S., which it's currently not. It is a thing in South Korea, China, parts of Europe. But in the U.S., we really just don't pay people to play games, it turns out. So they're really trying to push the U.S. scene, and I get that. But, like... Like the game awards should not go to an esports team. That should be the esports awards. Yeah, that, it should it should be a completely separate category. I mean, looking at my, like my list, uh, it goes best action game, best RPG, and then they went esports, 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 yep. esports, and then it gets back into it, and it, yep. you know we have a lot of stuff. Uh, best esports player, and then it's like. God damn. There's too much esports. That should be uh, uh, like a separate thing. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't like care, you know? That whole section could be best esports team, best event, best creator, best player. Four awards instead of 15 or whatever the fuck. I mean, right now they have, okay, let's be real. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight right now. That could be cut in half. And then you can I mean, start whittling it down from there. Who accepted the award for League of Legends World Championship as best event? Yeah, really. Who do you give that to? Fucking World of Warcraft walked up on stage. Warcraft 3 came up and got it. 
Do you just ex- does League <laughs> of Legends as a development team accept? Yeah. That? Do you do you send Riot to go get it? Do you send somebody from Riot? Why? I mean, they host the World Championship, so it is their event. Like right, right. So yeah, so, that's a good I, I question. Don't know. Uh, and again that is sort of just saying okay so when you look at esport event which one's the best one the one with the most money league of legends yeah so you know it's kind of shit so do you want to do jump straight into the kind of funny showcase yeah i was gonna say what you know what which direction did you want to go here um we don't have i like we can just run through the kind of funny showcase most of it this Uh, is an an indie showcase at i i think mostly um, it has a few smaller things. Uh, call out a what few was, bigger things. I would say call out um, was really interesting to you because you have a lot of notes on that. I do. So, um, like, I'll just run through mm-hmm. the some of the stuff because it, it was kind of crazy. So we'll do the kind of funny showcase. So it started mm-hmm. with Super Meat Boy Forever uh, coming yeah. April 2019. Um, to the Epic Game Store. To the Epic Game Store. Yeah, I, and some of the stuff I didn't get a chance. They went really fast. Yeah. Um, and then they showed off a game called At Sundown. Uh, I do have a video for that one. Um, it is a... Uh, it, it's it's kind of like... Um, what I would imagine, like, John Wick would be. If okay. it was, if it was like... It's basically um, Hotline Miami with four players. And you're oh, all man. against each other. Holy shit. So it, things get really crazy. There's tons of different weapons and different characters that have different abilities. Um, this is a really good game if you want to, st- like, I feel like stream something. Kind of funny themselves put this game up there because uh, they had been playing it exclusively on their party uh, party mode wow. section where it's like four players all sit down and they all play yeah. a game together. Um, That's crazy. And shit gets real. It's super fun. It looks crazy. First on Discord. It is out now. You can go grab that. Holy shit. So that one's pretty cool. Um, and then after uh, after that, they had uh, a game called After Charge. And then they did a small section of Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove, which is coming out March 1st, 2019. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, they talked about uh, a game called Adam's Ascending um, and Quarantine Circular. Uh, Quarantine Circular is from mm. uh, the guy yeah, yeah. behind Thomas Was Alone. Yeah. Um, Mike Bethel. And, yes. Um, and then they just kind of kept chugging along. Uh, they were doing segues in between where they'd be like, and now we have this. Um, and uh, the, the one game that they showed off that kind of caught my attention right away moving out it's like overcooked but for like moving your furniture Mm -hmm. so you have to like work together to try to move this couch you want to move the two your two you know like if you and i were playing we would want to move kind of together and if you started leading the couch would kind of be like sideways and we'd be dragging it weird um yeah it, it was really ridiculous um and then they showed off uh operency the is that what it said? Uh, Operencia? Uh, yeah. The Stolen Sun. Um, this one had a pretty cool look to it, too. Okay. Like, its art style really, uh, really pulled me in. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's from Zen Studios, and it is uh, a dungeon-crawling RPG. So, it, it, it kind of has that, uh, almost that nostalgia feel of, like, how you used, like, games that were it's just kind of like simple you know what i mean mm-hmm. and 
uh, it's like a simple turn-based RPG, but it's set in a first-person view. So you play as like the lead character right at the front lines, and then you can see like the enemies that you're fighting. There'll be like one line, two line, three lines, and there's enemies in between the lines. That's cool. And you can only go so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you know archers or whatever can hit the back row, whereas you know melee fighters have to fight the people in front first. Um, yeah, and, and it looked really cool. Uh, you know, it's it, interesting. In, yeah, it, a little indie. Uh, a little indie game, uh, stu- you know, not, I shouldn't say a little indie studio, but like a small, smaller team working on something. So, you know, so interesting. Um, so yeah, that one's, uh, coming 2019 as well. Um, after that, they, uh, talked about, uh, a kind of like two quick games. They talked about, uh, golf blitz, which you can, uh, look, you can look that up and you can actually sign up for the beta and then a motorball, which is like a top down rocket league. Um, mm. so it's like a worse version of Rocket League. And okay. I was like, all right. Interesting. No, thank you. Um, and, uh, then they showed off Conan, uh, Unconquered. Um, I didn't really get too much from this aside from, like, I, I didn't get where they were going with it, but they did have a really good trailer. Mm. Um, well, I know but, there's a, yeah, it's a Conan, uh, RTS. Oh, is it? Is it going to yeah, be an RTS? Yeah, Glyphs RTS studio. Okay, yeah. Um, because it shows tons and tons of enemies rushing this fort. Yeah, and, and then like uh, a big dude come out. Well, there's like, you see big spiders that are walking alongside all these enemies rushing the fort. And then at the bottom of the fort, there's ton. There's not, there's obviously a lot less people mm-hmm. holding down this fort. And then uh, Conan up there, he deflects an arrow. Well, he takes an arrow into his shield. Um, and then, uh, you know, he's standing on top of this wall and he raises the sword and then a big, like, statue basically comes to life, um, that's bigger than anything else on the battlefield. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It could be cool. I really liked, uh, the MMO, the Conan MMO. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun and it was a lot of fun for multiple players, there were, of course, a lot of problems with it that kind of yeah. come along, including, like, I hated how your buildings just started to decay. Mm-hmm. We built a, a really cool fort, and we would still probably be playing it more and more. But as we waited and, you know, like, kept building new things, the first things that we were building were just breaking. Breaking down completely. It wasn't even like they were breaking and we had the option to repair. They would just disappear. Yeah, that's really weird. And it's like, this is like, it's counterproductive. The longer you play, the less, the more you're going to have to go back and rebuild all of this other stuff. And it can just break down the stuff that you're currently working on. That's so, it, yeah, it, it was it was really bad. I like the survival aspect of it. I love the idea of being able to summon gods and stuff like that. That was super fucking cool. Um, and I hope this game can ca- kind of capitalize on that in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they talked about a game called uh, uh, Lapis X Labyrinth. It's a stacked characters uh, game where it's like, it kind of like chibi style, stacked little like anime characters. And uh, they kind of, um, you can upgrade the characters and uh, the point is to get gems to upgrade the characters. Um, and then they said uh, Danglin' Rampa is coming uh, stateside, which I mm-hmm. think would be the newest one for PS4. 
Dark on Grandpa, uh, yeah. Dirty old dang old Grandpa. Right. Um, and then DLC announcements. They announced uh, Picnic Panic for the Messenger. Uh, Dark for Humans Fall Flat. And then uh, uh, one for Guacamelee 2, which included... Uh, uh, it was shirtless uh, arachnophobia man. Mm-hmm. Or shirtless arachnid man. Which is just basically Greg Miller as a playable character. <clears throat> and the last one was uh, DLC extending to all seasons for the game When Ski Lifts Go Wrong. Um, and then they moved into uh, physically releasing Rivals, Mega Gun, Windjammers, and Celeste. All getting physical release. Um, I, I think Celeste was the beginning of the year. So that one was January 1st, 2019. Um they moved into Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle. Um, the Occupation was a game they showed off. Disco Elysium, which was that Disco Elysium actually looked cool. What was what is this Humble Bundle like? Is this like a Humble Bundle showcase? Like yeah, it's like a showcase of yeah things that are coming to Humble like specifically. That's weird. Um, but this game looked really interesting. Uh, Disco Elysium. Hmm. Um, it, it was like it just a weird like you're like a cop or like maybe a detective and you're trying to uh like solve you have, get like different cases and crimes that mm. you're trying to huh. you know trying That's to take up some hot leads on yeah. um but yeah the art style is super uh like super interesting especially the environment the characters um are pretty low quality they're well done but they're low quality yeah. um and the environment is like it kind of feels like a like oil painting mm-hmm. it's like the like there's snow on the ground but it's like a smear of white across the ground asset so yeah it, it's um it looks pretty cool uh, i recommend checking out disco elysium um and they talked about a card game called slay the spire uh fey tactics and Iconfell. um those ones are coming out in 2019 i don't really have too much info on those um Next one I do have some info on is uh, these are new games release with their release dates um, where some of these would just be like 2019. These ones actually, uh, all of these actually had specific like release dates. Whether or not I wrote them down or not because they were going fast, um, that was neither here nor there. Uh, but the first one was Long Gone Days. Um, you play a, uh, you play like a sniper? Mm-hmm. And I think you're deciding on whether or not you, um, like, what you do to... It, it's not just, like, the game, like, Sniper Elite. It has a bigger story to it. Um, the, it like, the, the core game is, like, a pixel, like, 32-bit-looking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of the cutscenes and characters that you see, um, even when it's, like, it shows the text box and has all the text and it has the character's picture next to it. It has a style of like uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, well, Valkyria Chronicles is a 3D right, right. art style. So this is like this. A, I'm not saying the game. I'm saying the, the cutscenes, yeah. Like the characters that yeah. like the art style that they're using for the characters. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, the majority of the game is just like a looks like a pixel based sniping game mm-hmm. um where you're usually tasked with you know 
taking out. I think we just saw him taking out an entire uh, like camp from a distance. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I really didn't get the full effect on what I thought. Uh, like what I, you know, could what I could see of the game. I, I made a quick decision about, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, I, I liked what I saw. I liked the story, um, especially if they can really dig into that like morality of like you have to kill somebody. I think that could be really um, that could be really crazy. Mm-hmm. Cool, and there are other characters. They were showing off a medic, and yeah, they have your. They look like a standard sniper. Um, name's Roker, a soldier running away from an inescapable war, and then they showed off uh, Ader, a medical, uh, like a medic. Hmm. Cool. And then uh, they showed off uh, Away, Journey to the Unexpected, which is a first-person action RPG. Um, your character isn't actually in that game a... Um, he isn't, like, good at anything he isn't good at fighting he isn't good at defending or doing anything that can help aside from making friends and the people that you encounter creatures you encounter you can recruit them so you kind of play like the commanding officer Mm -hmm. uh with that character and it is a first person and you gain all of their abilities when you take them when you they join your team you play them from first person um there's a game called vein which is a puzzle storytelling game um, a game we've talked about before, Bury Me My Love, which is uh, like a real-life text conversation uh, between two people. It has a really cool like hand-drawn style. Um, so if you've listened to the show before or seen the show on Twitch, um, you've definitely seen that game before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, The Wild 8. Um, that one is, uh, I wrote down low poly. It looks like survival in a winter landscape. Yeah. Um, I mean... Like I said, a lot of this stuff was coming so fast, especially the next section. I didn't even get to like write down things about them. It was uh, they were moving along so fast, mm-hmm. um, and they were uh, they were um, all games that are available now. There was Slime Sand, Sumo, and Not My Car, um, which the only one I got to write anything down about was Not My Car, which is PUBG meets Rocket League. Uh, then they went right into Anthem. They didn't talk too much about Anthem. We talked about Anthem last week uh, during the yeah. Game Awards show. They didn't talk about too much more other than they have a breakdown of uh, the trailer mm. told by one of the developers. So that that was kind of cool. Uh, then cool. they talked about um, puzzle games. Uh, there was Color, Reading Rush, uh, Collapse, and Triwave, which I don't think they could really <coughs> make heads or tails on some of those themselves so that was interesting to watch um and uh they went through a list of action adventure games including uh devil engine double cross uh dawn thorn and a boyfriend dungeon that sounds good (laughs) fucking weird um but this next section actually had one of my favorite titles for a game um so they had knife boy uh, <laughs> mini mech mayhem, uh, and then <laughs> Turbo Lance, which is jousting on motorcycles <laughs> for like four players, which is really funny. Yep. Thunder Rally uh, 2019, uh, Wreck Out, and my favorite title I may have ever heard from a video game, Log Jammers. Mm-hmm. Log Jammers. <laughs> oh, 
God damn it. Um, then they showed off a trailer for a digital developer game called Ape Out. Um, looks like that one's coming uh, February 7th. Uh, you play an ape, and guess what? You break the fuck out. Um, and it's, like, very... Uh, it reminds me of, like, Cowboy Ninja Viking in their color scheme. Yeah. Uh, but you are the ape, and there are people trying to take you down with, like, tranks and stuff like that. And you're just grabbing people, using them as human shields, and then throwing them against the wall and just just a mess of blood spraying everywhere. Um, it's it, it's pretty nuts. So you're trying to uh, you're trying to escape, and they couldn't call it ape escape. Uh, so here we are. That's a good one. I, I I'm interested. I, I'm so glad this is coming to Switch because it needs to. Yeah. You know? Damn, it um, looks really good. <laughs> it looks just like... It's amazing. It, it's just like... Like just needless ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it, I, I don't... I didn't need this. But I'm really glad it's here. <laughs> um, it looks extremely good. <laughs> uh, and then they went on to talk about uh, Fight Night, which is a Switch, PS4, PC. Uh, it's kind of Doom-like. Um, it lurks below, which we had talked about before. That game looks really cool. I don't remember who's doing the uh, it lurks below, uh, but it's kind of like Terraria, yeah. Um, and I wrote down that they chose a really bad font choice for their showcase. So that's funny. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, just a game called Hardcore, which is a Metrovania uh, 2D shooter. Um, Supermarket Shriek, where you and a goat are in a shopping cart. And you try to navigate levels and do extreme things to make the characters scream. Uh, and your score is based on how loud the characters scream. That's horrifying. Uh, it's, it's really, it was a really funny trailer. Um, uh, then they talked about a game called The uh, Church in the Darkness. Uh, Fold Apart, Falcon Age, uh, Jenny LeClue's Detectic? I don't remember that one. Okay. Um, Desert Child Storm Divers, and then they finally got to their big dick stuff of the show. They go. showed off um, from Sega Project Judge, or I think it's just being called Judgment. Ju- now, yeah. Judgment. Um, it's the guys that made Yakuza making a Yakuza game that's not called Yakuza. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, right? Yeah, basically. It's, it's Yakuza, but it's not called Yakuza, and because in Yakuza, what you play a guy who took the fall for another guy, and when you get out of prison, you realize he didn't really, that person that you took the fall for didn't give a shit about you. Mm. And they're literally the highest rank that they can be in the Yakuza. So now you're like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, you're a piece of shit. And then you're, you know, it's kind of like revenge, right? That's pretty much the, the bag for yeah. Yakuza. But for Judgment... You play, uh, like, a detective, and you're trying to bring down y- the Yakuza. Or the people that are high up in the Yakuza. If that dude shows up to court in a white suit, with the suit jacket unbuttoned and the white, or the uh, black t-shirt underneath, he guilty. He guilty. But no, you can't do that. You're not allowed, because... Objection! A white, a white suit automatically means you're innocent. Pure. Shit. Everyone knows that. Fuck! It was a sm- Smart move on his phone. And, um, Who out here be selling part. these white suits? Yeah, I know. Damn. Someone. Um, and then the last thing that they had a little bit to talk about. Let me pop it in here. Uh, it was 
um, Walking Dead, the final season, they were talking a bit about, uh, and I don't know if it had like leaked how things had going. I should I don't know if leaks the right thing to say um, about how things were going down between um, the guys that are ex Telltale and Skybound, mm-hmm. um, but they kind of released a little more information on how uh developments going on where they're working and uh how everything's going with that so um they said uh that definitely skybound's taking over uh and working on the whole thing and there's about 40 people still working out of the old telltale office Mm -hmm. to finish the rest of the episodes episode three is due out january 10th 2019 nice um so it's pretty quick there's some closure uh, oh, this says 15th. That's weird. They said 10th, I think, when they were talking about it. So maybe that was like a oh. weird little mix-up. Or maybe it's one and then the other. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's one place is one time and the other place is a few days later. I don't know. Hmm. Um, so that was uh, that was pretty much a quick and dirty rundown of the Kind of Funny Showcase. There was a lot. It was really hard to keep up. Um, yeah. So pacing next year, I think, if they do another one. Uh, will be important, and I think they will do another one if they don't, if we don't get a PSX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can check out all of that and more. Um, uh, VGR.com had a kind of funny showcase roundup of everything that they talked about. Um, their roundup was a lot better than no. Yeah, it looks exactly like mine, pretty much. <laughs> it's just they have more dates, so okay. you know. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can check all that out. All right. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, we do have a little bit of news since then. Um, not we really a, a lot too crazy, but a lot of little stuff, I guess. Yeah, we had a few things from last week that we didn't get to get to because we had kind of like mm-hmm. a little abrupt ending. Um, yeah. So we'll knock those out. I think there's probably like a three that were left over. Three or four, yeah. Yeah, and then we'll move into the... <clears throat> everything else yeah so um something that i in particular was really interested in um former bioware creative director mike laidlaw uh turns out has ended up at ubisoft quebec Mm. um so he had kind of been working on helping kickstart and uh work on that um that like rpg game uh waylanders coming from spain uh project gato okay so um yeah he ended up um he's going to be joining uh ubisoft quebec as their creative director um he's best known for his work on the dragon age series um he has been actually already working with them for nine months as a consultant on an unannounced project and they're going to go ahead and just bring him all the way in i guess Damn. Um, ubisoft recently expanded their presence in quebec opening a second site uh with over 200 new employees um and Ubisoft Quebec did specifically work on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so we'll have to see what's coming up, um, you know, what they're working on next. Um, uh, Ubisoft recently expanded its presence in the city of... Yeah, that's crazy, hiring 200 yeah. employees. That's, that was after that's, somebody that's good. in Quebec closed, I believe, and they were like, sure, we'll take them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, of course, the Canadian government did kind of heavily invest in Ubisoft to help them avoid the hostile takeover. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. so there was that uh, personnel movement, and then the uh, what Hajime Tabata from uh, yeah. Final Fantasy Fifteen director that suddenly left and 
kiboshed a bunch of the DLC. Yeah, he's like, guess what, bitch? You know that game that you kind of liked? Well, let's not get into the DLC. Suck my dick, I'm out! And then he yeah. left. And then Slamming it turns behind. out that he left so he could go open his own new studio. And what's that uh, studio so they're, name? They're starting JP Games, Inc. Um, okay. They are going to launch in January of 2019. And we'll have to see what they're working on. But he quit uh, Square Enix on October 31st. He is straight up. He's like it, the way that that felt to me was him going, uh, like he's holding the mic and he's like, "This game is bullshit, and I can't believe it got this far." Yeah, like it wouldn't have got this far in any other if it was any other studio. I don't know if it would have got this far. It would have been kicked to the curb, and then Final Fantasy would have been done. Yeah. But with that being said, I'm gonna start my own shit. Fuck you guys, I'm out. Just mic dropped and walked out. Yep. So yeah. Kind of crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, I we'll guess that's to, what you get. Yeah, I mean, we'll fifteen was okay. They start to work on. It was okay, but it. He clearly was wasn't really in charge. Like Tetsuya Nomura was the director until the game was done, right? I think so. Yeah. So that's why Kingdom Hearts took 115 years to make. Yep. Um, so As always. I think he took over to complete the game, and he was like, "You know what? Actually, fuck this." <laughs> yeah. The game. Well, I mean, the game's done. So. Yeah. The DLC is extremely done. They did yeah. cancel some of the DLCs, but... Yeah. Who cares? I don't know if like, it was a loss. The, the characters, even as a fan of Final Fantasy, I can't give a shit about. Any of those characters, almost. Like, yep. even the main, like, villain. Just... How... how like, how... Un, yeah, how uninteresting and non... Like, he's not... He doesn't strike fear in the heart of anything. No. I just look at him I'm like, I think I saw that douchebag at Starbucks. You're just an annoying dick, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's like, ugh, come on. It's terrible. All right. So uh, we teased it to get more into it. Um, I guess Epic. You st- stuck around for this. Yeah. This is for the <laughs> secret uh, end credits shit. Epic has released, uh, and they're kind of still rolling out, their own kind of competitor to Steam. Which we yeah. see that, you know, Discord sort of doing it too, but I think Epic could be the one that actually has the nuts and guts to, like, do it. Um, they certainly have the financial ability. Everybody that goes to log into uh, Fortnite on PC is going to be seeing these ads every time they get on. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think they saw the chance and they're taking it. Um, so basically, um, they're the big push behind the Epic's game store is that they're going to give developers 88% and only keep 12% for maintaining the store, basically. Um, Steam and most digital, uh, including Apple, Android, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony, take 30%. That's huge. They they have no business taking 30%. That's pretty big. Of something that they literally do zero work on. All they do is put it up as an item on their store. Yeah, that's massive. Like, think about some of the cut we were getting, you know, working retail at GameStop. We wouldn't get thirty percent on most shit. No, not even. Um, like, <clears throat> the game turnaround you get for a, a new game, you get like two percent. Not even that. Not even that. Yeah. For a brand new console, we get like three dollars yep. profit. For a, for a new game, I think the profit margin was two bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for a used game, the profit margins go like 
maybe fifty percent. Closer to like closer to thirty percent for sure. Um, I would say probably something it's like that literally like in between there. Yeah. If you go and buy a used game at GameStop, you're you know you're paying a little extra just to know that it's good quality and it's you're getting it somewhere local and you don't have to wait fifteen years for shipping and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. I don't know. It's really weird to to charge, especially for a digital game. It a doesn't digital take game. up warehouse space. Yep. It doesn't physically block anything. Nobody What's has the to difference? move it. What is the difference of having the bandwidth of a digital game on your store or not? It's almost no different. Yeah. So that's they're really trying to do that too. They're, you know, Epic's trying to cut into that market and say, "Hey, look, we're going to be the most friendly place to release your game." And they have a few. Biters that's some big games. Oh yeah, Hades that we kind of talked about from uh, Supergiant. Yep, talked about that last week. Um, they're getting a couple other exclusive style, if not exclusive, like they're getting it early. Right. Um, so like they're getting, um, you know, Super Meat Boy Forever. They have Subnautica free right now. Um, so there's a real chance for this store to kind of take off. I've heard sort of mixed opinions of people being like, I don't know, is anybody really going to give up Steam to go play? specifically on Epic's thing and like is Epic gonna abuse this does your game have to be made with Unreal to show up like it's hard to say yeah um well I imagine an un I mean how many how many big engines are in are out there that are for free for use like that mm. what is it it's Unreal Unity and Cry uh, I would say those are the big three yeah the Havoc engines out there as well well Havoc is kind of a lot more available now than it used to be yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, really, the biggest stuff is probably first-party stuff that doesn't get out for smaller creators. Right. Like, I would say, what, Snowdrop and um, what's the fucking, uh, what's EA's? Um, One that they use in everything. I don't recall. Anyways, that's yeah. probably easily the biggest. <clears throat> oh, Dice. Um, yeah, whatever dice is. But you can't. But, you but can't nobody get, else can get access to that. Yeah, you can't get access to Snowdropper dice. Right. So, I mean, I, yeah, it kind of changes it. But it d- doesn't change the fact that, like, 30% is Large. not even. Yeah, that's not even acceptable. Yeah. So, um, and then Steam, for some reason, made a really weird move where they said they're going to give a better cut to games that make more than 50 million in revenue and then it becomes an 80 20 split instead of 70 30 that's like right so if you've already like made a billion dollars yeah Grim, it was frostbite frostbite was the engine i was trying to think of um yeah, yeah you know dice if if um yes yeah, dice's engine yep. if if you've already made 50 million dollars on steam you don't need any fucking help from valve you know what I mean? Right. It's so like, like it's, why would you give them a bonus for doing well and then punish people for not doing well? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, it should probably be the other way around. Exactly. Like, if you have, <laughs> like, anybody who's made less than a million dollars gets an 80 20 split and then everybody else gets 70 30. Yeah. Or some, you know, something that doesn't end up screwing somebody at a really small scale like that. And Epic also said they want to curate their store which is something that Steam has had a big problem with ever since they said, you know what, we're getting rid of Greenlight, anybody can publish. And now, 47 gallons of pure shit come out every day. Yep. And it, there's no way to sort through it. There's so much that drops. Um, yeah. And then Epic also went on to talk about uh, 
free cross-platform online service tools for developers. Yeah, um, this one's originally pretty good. built for Fortnite. So that's really cool. They're <clears> like, <throat> you know what? If Microsoft won't do it, if Sony won't do it, if Nintendo won't do it, I'll fucking put the tools out. Yeah. So here's the tools to take your game that's a multiplayer game across the PlayStation Network and make it multiplayer across the PlayStation, PC, Mac, iOS. Right. So it's like, like I think Switch, the idea everything is that we'll put this in so many games. Like right now it is, hey Sony, can we make it so that our game is multi-platform? And they say no. Right. Well, now it'll be, hey, our game's already multi-platform. Are you going to make us take content out of our game to put it on your store? Yeah. That's a very different argument. Yep. You know, like, hey, if somebody buys us on the Xbox, they can play with people on the Switch and the PC. But what makes, right. why would they want to buy the PS4 version if you're going to take that away from them? You know? So that could be really big. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, this is this is huge. Um it's it's a really interesting it's man crazy. I wonder if they're just like, well, we're making enough money. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what like, it is. I think we get I, I know some people that you know work at Epic, work with Epic, that have said you know, um, like they, they've Epic's got such a chance because they just all of a sudden they made a massive hit. I mean. Fortnite is beyond anything Gears of War ever was. It's beyond anything they've published. It's more popular yeah. than the Unreal Engine easily. Like Fortnite's yeah. huge. So they're um, getting all of this, all of this income from, from for, first of all, from Unreal Engine. Being able to use the Unreal Engine, and if right. you're using that in your game, you're obviously giving them something. Some kind of um, license or, or uh, percentage or whatever you choose. Right, and that's not even limited to just PC. I mean, that goes across every platform. Consoles. Um, yeah, and then Fortnite, which is... Like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, cult, like it's such a big success, it's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, and then that's like not even saying we have these other games. Like we mm. have, this is just, this is just one of our... Right. This is our biggest game. But then there's also these other games that are still making, turning a great profit. Mm -hmm. And what do they do with the money? They're like, well, why don't we launch a store to make it so, like, because of all the bullshit with Steam. This probably wasn't in mind, but this is, like, the outcome. Because there's so many, like, ridiculous things that are happening with Steam. Why don't we make an idea in our image? Mm -hmm. that, and that And that's a good, you know, that's a good idea. And that's, that is good. And then they're like, they come across this thing of like, well, they won't make the tools. We have the tools. Mm -hmm. Let's sell them. And I, I commend them for saying, no, we are, our hands have been shovels long enough and raking it in. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have to do that for this one. We have enough money. Like, to say that it's enough is really important. Mm -hmm. To say that I have enough, like, as a company. That we're willing to give out something that would rake in a lot of money. Yeah, because it's, I mean they're they're just trying to make it happen. Like, okay, we could make some cash on this, or we could make cross-platform gaming a thing. Yeah, I mean, think of how many like games out now would want those tools. Would would want this tool? Yeah, it's an immediate buy for something like Rocket League. Yep. Or, you know, any other bigger... And of course, you know, like, people could just figure it out themselves. So they're sure. like, no, it's free. Yeah. 
But I mean, at that point, why would you? Why wouldn't you just take what they have that they're using exactly. for free? Exactly. And if you need to, expand on it. It's yep. free. It's crazy. It's so <clears throat> good on them. Excuse me. Definitely good on them. Cool. Um, and real quick, I wanted to touch on this just because it is a rumor. They were talking about Borderlands 3 character class uh, being like leaked or revealed. I kind of looked into it. Um, they have a soldier class, which apparently uh, is able to summon a Titan uh, mech cool. from the sky, uh, kind of like Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Um, now the soldier's Titan can be upgraded for uh, mounted on turrets and that can be operated and used by a co-partner. Kind of neat. Very good. Um, the second lead character is the Siren, which will be melee focused. Um, so she'll be kind of like the Siren but brick version from mm-hmm. the original Borderlands. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the the third is supposed to be um, the Assassin class, which is just kind of being compared to Zero. He'll yeah. um, be able uh, to create decoys and draw enemy fire, but uh, they ha- he was the character they talked about the least. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth class, the most interesting, is a Beastmaster class, which players will be, cho- will be able to choose from three different pets, and they'll have their own special abilities. Um, so, I mean, that one's obviously the most different out of all of them. So, I, I don't know. They still say that that one's in alpha. The pet is AI. Uh, and all of this is taken with a grain of salt because it could just be uh, bullshit. But I did see this across several different... Um, outlets talking mm-hmm. about it. I saw Polygon, I saw Game Rant, uh, a few others. Um, the information comes from a YouTube channel called The No, citing an anonymous uh, but supposedly credible source close to the project. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys have been wrong, The No. They've been wrong about things in the past. <laughs> uh, they actually, they, more recently, they were wrong when they said that Borderlands 3 was going to be shown off at the Game Awards. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, you, you kind of never know. Um, this information could be a bit more concrete because it sounds a bit more... I don't know. It could still be made up. But it just... I don't know. Like I said, you never know. Mm-hmm. It, I was really cool. I liked the idea of the Beastmaster class. It sounds cool. Um, and the soldier being able to have... Not just, like, we're used to sticking our turret on the ground or in the second one to, like, objects... Yeah. Um, but being able to upgrade a bot, kind of like, uh, um, what was her name from to gauge? She mm-hmm. had her like death bot or whatever. Like that's, that was a cool character. I really like that. So being able to do that with, um, like upgrades and things you can swap in and out would be really, really cool. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just kind of popped this one up really quick. Um, this was kind of like one that I put in early like almost it was pretty close to after our uh, like we talked about uh or we finished up last week um but them talking about uh talk about pikmin 4 of course it's in develop uh development but uh miyamoto said uh it's actually very close to completion um those guys are always hard at work on the next one um so nintendo then confirmed news to Eurogamer. Uh, in a separate statement saying we can confirm that Pikmin 4 is in development but we can't confirm anything else at this time last one we had was back on the Wii U in 2013 Um, so it is getting to be about that time Mm -hmm. I mean (laughs) so that's good news 
Yeah. Nintendo Switch is not slowing down at all. Hell so. no. Can't stop, won't stop. Never will or will ever figure out how to stop. <laughs> Please send help. So, um, you ever seen Speed 2, Nintendo Boogaloo? Uh-huh. Uh, Charles Martinet has attained a world record for most video game voiceovers as one character. He just hit um, 100 after yeah. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as Mario. Amazing. Yeah, this and guy has... I love to see him. He's such a dork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he... I mean, not only a, he's a Guinness Book of World Record holder... Uh, like he doesn't just do his character and then leave. He does right. things like he is most well known for being Mario. Um, but he does things like he was in Skyrim. He was in Resonance of Fate. Hmm. Um, I mean, he goes kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, he's all out. Yeah, it's really, really, really cool. Uh, and if you've ever heard him, like I've seen, I saw a really like cheesy, I think it was like probably late nineties, early two thousands video of him talking about voicing Mario mm -hmm. and it's, it's classic. Um, so he's just kind of like a genuine, yeah. a genuine guy. He just likes, he likes what he does. And there's, uh, there's definitely something, uh, special to be said about being able to do, even though, like, I, you can guarantee he didn't sit down and go, I want to be the biggest video game voice of all time. Like, yeah. he kind of fell into that role, but he still it developed into something that he loves what he does. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. For sure. Um, so, yeah, this is just a little quick, like, point out, I guess. But um, there is going to be a limited edition Kingdom Hearts 3 PS4 Pro bundle coming out with the game. One terabyte hard drive and very um, subtle. Yeah, I would say. Um, but, you know, it's cool that we didn't know if we were going to get it in the U.S. Yeah. Um, it seemed like it might be a Japan-only thing, so um, we're getting one it, after all. And I just heard some people complaining about it on a podcast yesterday. So It's so it's so subtle. It could be definitely confused for the uh, Black Friday Bundaroo. Uh, yeah, uh, which actually here on the stream we have them side by side uh you have the, <laughs> you have the kingdom hearts one um and i know it looks like the back of the box uh it's not though that's the black friday bundero damn it's ugly ass yeah it's not good and... oh look at the uh look at the up on the d-pad and down on the d-pad on the controller it has a uh like the crown mm -hmm. and then the bottom is the heart i like that that's really cool that's really cool uh, yeah, that's a cool controller. Touchpad has the thing on it. Yeah. Very good. Super subtle. Awesome. Hell yeah. This hey, one change. this one we were talking about, it's like, why would you? Uh, okay. right. So yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Riot has teamed up with Hypixel. Hypixel apparently was they ran really well known Minecraft servers. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Go on. So <laughs> For some reason, these idiots are teaming up to make a Minecraft-style game that looks like fucking Roblox took a shit on Club Penguin. You dumb sons of bitches. <laughs> it looks really bad. It uh, And it's like, okay, we are like 20 years late to be making Minecraft alikes. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm usually up for... I'm usually up for anything. Like, graphics don't really matter to me. But ultimately... 
like Minecraft. Mm. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to be better than Minecraft? No. That's correct. No, you're not. They're well, already called Roblox. Much. Are you, you better are... than Minecraft? They said no. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not possible. Now, if they wait like another like ten years, forty, when everyone when everyone's like Minecraft, wait, what was that? Yeah, and exactly. then they were to bring something out like that yeah. or like this, it, it could it could have a market. It wouldn't. I don't think it would be as big as Minecraft because someone on the internet with pushing their glasses up, like going, um, do you uh, do you remember that game Minecraft? Minecraft was better. I was a really big fan of Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah, that's that person definitely exists, but like I just this is like it's this now is not the time. You missed it. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> so they're trying to make it more like um I don't know, they're trying to make like an adventure mode or whatever. It's like the idea. Um I just don't think this could possibly work out. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it happening. But you know, if they want to waste their money on it, I'm fine with that. That's cool. That's fine. That's fine with me. All right. Um, and then uh, you of, you put this one up here. Speaking of dying. Yes. Uh, uh, well, so Riot, as they throw all their money away in some weird ass fucking Minecraft game, um, Blizzard is, seems like they're going to be backing off on Heroes of the Storm. Um, you know, they're, they're talking about it, and they said, uh, you know, over the past several years, we have to evaluate in our development processes and make hard decisions about, you know, things that, like, how are we going to focus on this? How are we going to work on this? Um, you know, Heroes of the Storm is our love letter to Blizzard's world and characters. We'll continue to support the game with new heroes, themed events, other content. We're setting the game up for long-term supportability. Um, we will not be doing esports in the future. This is a difficult decision. Um, we feel like this is the right decision moving forward because we're I not agree. able to meet the standards for players. So, like, they're gonna, it's just going to become kind of like a little niche, interesting thing rather than a game that's part of their like pillars, you know? Right, and I think that's I think that's really super smart on their end. I mean, we don't. Th- there's plenty of games that are like this, and this game isn't meant to be like this. Isn't meant to be League of Legends quality. If it was, they would have embraced it, but and they would have they would have supported. It, I feel like they early on played. they were really leaning toward trying to make it their MOBA to compete with Dota and uh, League of Legends. And I think when they realized it wasn't going to happen, they started having more fun with it. Yeah, I don't think that it was possible for that to happen though. But I just don't. Way, again, way too late to it. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have the time advantage. They didn't have something like they didn't have a hook. There's no way you could look at it and go, "Oh, this is gonna blow up." Mm. It's not. It, it just it couldn't. And there's like if two schmucks that are sitting here talking into a can on a podcast can mm. recognize that, you can sure as hell bet. Blizzard, Blizzard recognizes that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's... But with that being said, that is probably my favorite MOBA. And I don't like any MOBA. Um, just the characters are just... I don't know. that I know them. And they're fun. And that's why I think I out of all of them, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is really smart on their end to not, not chase down esports, not you know funnel money into that... Uh, mm-hmm. But continuing to support it and continuing to like develop the game for people who do like it, 
yeah mm-hmm. that's commendable that's cool yeah yeah and as we get more like you know more characters or whatever that are coming out to it i mean there are reasons that uh like reasons i would be like you guys should go check that out because there are characters that are just ridiculous like Damn, uh, the fucking um the three uh lost vikings that you control all three of them at the same time and you have to like you can send them to different locations to do different shit yeah there's uh gall and cho as well where mm. one player controls gall one player controls cho one player moves the character and does light melee while the other head uh does not control the character but has really crazy ranged attacks Mm -hmm. such a weird character to play yep that's super cool and that's the kind of reason i would tell people yeah they did some really cool experimental stuff with it yeah that i think i think that was to me that was successful yep yeah um also good well Actually, there's a couple on this. So we'll hit both of the Metro stories at the same time, I guess. Okay. Um, so Metro Exodus is actually going to be released a week early. Um, it Hell was yeah. going to come out, what, the 22nd, like everything yeah. else? Um, so it's not going to be out on February 15th, which is a good idea, because they, they're they trying to dodge Crackdown 3, Dead or Alive 6, Far Cry New Dawn. <laughs> and Anthem. Uh, well, oh no, those are all the ones that are on 15th now. <laughs> So, yeah, they're trying to dodge, what, Anthem? Everybody's moved off of the 22nd. 22nd. There's nothing on the 22nd except Anthem now, right? That's funny. Everybody was like, nope, that's all yours, buddy. See ya. You can have it. Yeah. And it's not even like, I don't even think that it's like Anthem's the powerhouse. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. Um, And then the other thing was, there was a Metro 2033 movie in the works. Mm. Um, and that has fallen through and the rights reverted back to the original author after the screenwriter um, was really trying to push this idea to like Americanize Metro and set it in Washington, D.C. Which, you know, the author's like, I don't really think that works. Like, that doesn't really follow originally what I was trying to say. It kind of adds like a weird racial element that I didn't want in my original work. Um, the like the fight between the Nazis and the communists doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, the like you can't have the dark ones there because they're unique to Russia, so they're like just created some kind of weird monster. So that whole thing doesn't work. What's the so, point? Yeah, what would be the point of moving it? Like, what's I, somebody the got the lore? license and then they were like, "Well, what's the thing that's going to satisfy a bunch of people that don't know what this is?" I don't know, like. There's really no reason. It's not even Metro anymore. Just make... This is something that happens a lot. Yeah. Just like make something Shannon, else. So Shannon reads a lot of fan fiction. Oh, boy. And there's stuff that gets so off of the original concept that if you just renamed the main characters, you would have your own original work that you could yeah. sell legally. So I don't understand what the fuck people are doing. When it's something like this, that's not Metro 2033. The whole point is that it's in Russia. Yeah. Like the and, metro is the is the metro of Moscow. Like it just yeah. is. Like it has a map of the the Moscow metro in every book. You know what I mean? Like it's in the games. It's about Russia. I mean, it's Russian. It just doesn't work if it's anything else. Yeah, it just it's it's such a weird concept. To... Not to mention that you wouldn't even be original in setting it in DC because that's Fallout Three. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's nothing original about the guy's concept in any way. And there's fucking three books and three successful games that you could base your story on if you wanted to. Like, you're not going to get, 
like I see where they're coming from from the movie perspective. If we're, we're going to release this in America, let's make we it about make Americans. Money, yeah. And if we say it's about Russia, it's just going to be like, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's we might gonna, not it, catch people. Russia's kind of got weird press yeah, in the you, U.S. You're going to say things that might not exactly like line up and make sense, right? So I, I see where they're coming from, but it you, this is going for a niche audience anyway, right? You're it's not making weird. this with yeah. it. The idea of it being the biggest budget. Yeah, this is Hollywood not meant to compete time. against Avengers, you know, Infinity or whatever the fuck it's called. Like, this is yeah. something different, you know. And it's like it is really weird to like completely go against. I mean, imagine if somebody was like, "Okay, can you make the Harry Potter books into a movie for us?" And you were like, "Okay, so it's set in New York." right <laughs> it's not kids it's adults and it's not a school it's more of like a like a weird like uh evil organization and it's like okay yeah you just invented something else like just go do that that's fine All right. but you don't I need my license for that i hear you when you're talking about magic but hear me out on this what if how it was about guns? how about illusions <laughs> now you see me three. Uh, We're gonna mind freak the shit out of you. Um, is so, he dead? Did he die of a drug overdose or something? I don't think so. Not yet. Chris Angel. Um, he he yeah. did the trick. I always wanted to see him do disappear. <laughs> Got him. God damn, son. God <laughs> damn. So uh, yeah, Metro coming out a week early. I think that's cool. That's really as cool. long as you know, you know, they're not gonna release it unless it's done. The game's it's already already gold. it's already gold. It's done. Yeah. So they could release it tomorrow if they wanted. I feel like sure. Um, so this one was like, uh, huh? Um, so Tony Hawk uh, is supporting a new Tony Hawk game called Tony yeah. Hawk Skate Jam. It's a mobile game, and it is not great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it 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 feels like. It's, man. So, if you remember playing Tony Hawk, any of the Tony Hawk games. I do. I was Darth Maul. You would, you would jump with, like, X. Mm. And then after you jump, you would press square in a direction for flip trick, circle in a direction for grabs. Cool. That should translate really well. Mm. Um, but what happens if the left stick doesn't respond? <laughs> Yep. So that's pretty much what I felt like was a huge problem with it. You, it's really difficult to do things that should just be as easy as holding a direction and pressing a button, mm-hmm. but it's not. Um, <laughs> so you don't have the, you can't spin your character. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can, but if you hold that direction to press square, your character is going to start to spin. Mm-hmm. It immediately screws up everything that you want to do. Uh, it's it's pretty poorly designed. Uh, like it actually visually it looks okay, but mechanically it needs so much work. Like you'll spend more time. It, you remember collecting skate the letters for skate. Mm-hmm. Well, they have hawk, which Probably. is like come on, um, and. You'll spend more time trying to like line your character up to be able to get onto a small platform uh, that has the letter in the middle of it instead of on the edge of it, so you can like grind through it. Mm-hmm. So there's like a bench that you would grind. You can grind either side, 
they put it right in the middle, and if you grind past you you grind past it, you can't go through it. You have to jump on top of the table to get to it. Uh, it makes no sense. You yeah, I, it just it makes no sense. Um, like there's even things I played a decent amount of time. Or I put a decent amount of time into it, and you're supposed to be able to do manuals. I never found out how, and they never told me how. Um, I don't know. It. Yeah. Oh, he's trying. Just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Um, so speaking of me getting a nut off, um, Here we we've had a full go. cast list revealed from Disney for the Disney Plus uh, Star Wars live action series, The Mandalorian. Uh, that's a large title. That is. Um, large so yeah, we knew uh, we knew Pedro Pascal from Narcos was going to be the main uh, character. Uh, he's going to be joined by uh, Gina Carano from Deadpool. Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad, uh, Emily Swallow from Supernatural, she sure do. Carl Weathers from Predator, holy shit. Omid Abadi from American Gods, Werner Herzog is going to be playing a character called, uh, or no, he's from Grizzly Man, you know Werner Herzog, everybody knows Werner Herzog. And Nick Nolte fucking somehow is going to be in this. Nick motherfucking Nolte. Um, so yeah, this one sounds like it's going to be extremely fun. Um, you know, John Favreau as writing and executive producing Dave Filoni uh, from a lot of the Clone Wars shows is directing the first episode. Um, additional directors, they're going to have people like uh, Jessica Jones, episode director, uh, Dope. Bryce Dallas Howard is going to direct an episode for some reason. Taika Watiti <laughs> from Thor Ragnarok. That's just um, fun to say, isn't it? Uh, he's an extremely fun guy. Yeah, fun to he, say. He played the... Uh, Taika Watiti. He was like the rock uh -huh. dude in Thor Ragnarok. Cool. I'm sort of the leader. He's, you know, this is my buddy. All right. Um, and then it looks like we just have two more. Um, the Punisher on Netflix is getting a second season. Yeah. It was kind of shocking. Yeah. Uh, very uh, surprising since they were just running down the list and cracking fucking skulls, getting rid of, uh, uh, like, Marvel movies on Netflix, mm -hmm. which I assume uh, was like marvel disney's way of saying hey we're doing our own thing right so very surprising that these guys have decided let's do a second um i wonder what they had to do to make that happen yeah, i don't know maybe it was like maybe it was just a little bit too dark and um disney was like well we probably don't want it anyways i really hope disney understands that the like having like these characters a lot of them are dark um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at some of these comics, there's, like, some extremely fucked up shit sometimes. Yeah, so it's, like, it ha that stuff has to be tackled. Yeah. Like, Stan didn't tackle alcoholism because he thought that alcoholism was... Was, like, a funny punchline. Was a funny punchline. Yeah. He didn't, yeah, tackle drug I mean, abuse Peter, because... Like, Peter Parker, like, broke somebody's neck trying to save them, like... You yeah. You know, that's part of it, a big deal of, you know, of all kinds of different... Uh, writers and artists and shit was like, you know, it's it's really bad. Like, a world that has superheroes is inherently bad, and it's scary, and it's not good. Yeah. So. It crimes up even more because people want to try to take on the superhero for right. whatever fucking reason. Well, also, like, like, if there's an ability to be a superhero, then there's also the ability for other people to be supervillains. That's why there's, like, 15 villains for every hero. Because, like, most right. people would be, like, Oh shit! I can just like teleport into the bank and get as much money as I want whenever I want. 
That's what I do. That's sure. Yeah. I'd be a villain. And most people. I know would I wouldn't probably. be a villain. I know I wouldn't be a hero. Yeah. Yeah. At best, I would be like an anti-hero. <clears throat> oh, I would definitely be out here killing some child monsters. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. Wake and up dead bodies. <laughs> then, then our last nice little bit that uh, was it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. It's kind of late for the it's very game, weird. I, think, I mean, but, it's late for in two different ways. <laughs> right, but uh, girl is coming to a monster hunter world. Man, my man. So uh, he's like I don't I don't know. He's probably the most like for such a serious, mature, realistic character he's probably appeared in more weird shit than anybody else yeah yeah he's been all over the place yeah especially this last year yeah which yeah. is really weird because fucking witcher 3 came out like four years ago yep so i wonder if they're like well let's try to just squeeze every little bit that we can out of the character yeah sure and people are and like hey everybody, wanna... you know capcom has to pay the licensing fee to put him in the game so it's right. to make some money while you're not ha having any games out i guess but uh yeah, it is like, I mean, of all games for Daryl to appear in, like, Monster Hunter is pretty fair. Yeah, <laughs> so I do. his fucking job. I do think he has more of a, a right to, like, a more, it warrants him more to be in this game than it did Soul Calibur. Extremely. Um, but, I don't know. It, it could be cool. It's not going to make me pick the game back up. No. So, I mean, that sucks a little bit. The new DLC, um... What is it titled? Uh, Iceborne. Born. Um, Bloodborne. I still, think, I still don't think it's going to make me interested. It's supposed to pick up and do stuff right after the events of the game, which that's where I stopped. I beat the game, and then it was like, you got to get from the level that you're currently at to level 50 to be able to take on this other monster. And then I was like, why am I trying to take on this other monster? I beat the game. Like... He's not going to give me, like, an extra, like, ending or something like that. He's not going to make the right. game more fun to play. Right. It's just going to, like, I'm going to be done all over again. And I will have accomplished nothing. Yep. So I, I was like, I, I'm good. I think I stopped at level, like, 49 and I had to get to 50. And I was mm -hmm. like, even that little bit of work? Too much work. Yeah. That's not good. But <laughs> this is supposed to pick up. You know, this is supposed to pick up and continue on from where the original game ends. Um, so I guess you can do that now with a girl. Mm -hmm. That's, cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I, and, and I believe this will work just like it worked with um, uh, what was her name? Aloy from Horizon. Yeah. So I mean, it, it'll just be like uh, like he'll have the weapon. He like you can't change really his weapon style. Mm -hmm. He's stuck in that style. Like you won't see him wielding an insect glaive. Yeah, he's in the two sword stance. Right, um, so uh, you know that uh, it'll if you ever played and you checked out Aloy, it's gonna be exactly the same, I imagine. Okay. All right, that looks like that's it. Um, it was uh, it was a lot to get through uh, the game awards, and then yeah, the game awards is it's one of those things that has like a ton of content, of and there's not a lot of extra like. The content's all there, ready to go, but it just leaves so much room for, like, debate and to, like, nerdily complain about shit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we should have probably done the Game Awards mm -hmm. as a week with yeah. no, you know, if we would have done that separate, it would have been a little easier. Um, the kind of funny showcase we 
I probably should have summarized that a little better. So, you know, we're all learning. Kind of funny learn from, you know, yeah. being too fast. We're learning. Um, so, you know, uh, hopefully you guys found that uh, interesting and found a game. Like, even like if it was just like Ape Out, found a game that was like really cool. Because mm-hmm. that game, I don't know, I'm really excited to play just just to be an ape and throw people. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a win to me. But cool. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Um, uh, Jess Ann popped in. Of course, Grim dropping his two cents in. Thanks for uh, hanging out, guys. Um, as always, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. to check out all the top news and video game stuff there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know when we go live. And we will see you guys next week. But until then, thanks for hanging out. I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.